Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we try to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. I'm Jeff. I'm here with the man who invented the labia, Caleb Sanders. Also, I'm here with uh, the man who actually in his past life was Madame Fiona, fortune teller for pets, Rick Anderson. And finally, the man himself, who was an Italian plumber in his past life, Mike Zamora. I always sit here and wonder which one I'm going to be because I, you know, I just want to jump in. I go, oh, that's really cool. I hope it's me, and then it's not. And I get like this little tear that comes <laughs> I out of my eye. Wasn't paying attention to mine. I'll, I I'll take what yours. I got, but at the same time, they're also great. You yeah. know. Well, I have I have one on here I wanted to use for you, and I think I've already used it for you. Is um, the man who took body shots off of Kathy Bates? <laughs> Which I thought would be kind of well. That's I, I would have remembered that if we had used that one. It might be a long list. I'm I'm not aware anyone invented labia. <laughs> so apparently I'm awesome. Well, you're going to get the credit for it, so yeah. hey, take it where you can get it. Yeah, no doubt. Yes, as the listenership expands, I will become more and more important. I believe originally it was made out of Legos. So. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Especially labia. So we Cheers should, to uh, that. We should introduce right. what we're uh, talking about. We're, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we got some beers today. We got some subjects. Well, we got two subjects right now, but I think they'll expand into... More than just talk about someone's labia. I forgot uh, to bring my club. But first of all, we had a breakfast beer where it's uh, we're actually at Maggie's Pub today. Maggie's Pub is a wonderful place that everyone should visit it's here Ferndale. in Ferndale, Washington. Downtown Ferndale. Downtown Ferndale. Well, is there any other part of Ferndale that's not basically a? <laughs> yeah, you know, only 98 percent of it. That part yeah. over by the McDonald's is kind of the suburbs. Yeah, that's that's not. The, that's, <laughs> that's the white spot in the road where people it's, stop to gas up and then get back on the freeway. It's but, the suburb. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, we have, uh, we are drinking currently 10 barrels Swill Ale. Go ahead and tell me and what you think of it. It's tasty. I'll, I'll, I'll say my reaction was kind of weird because I lifted it up and smelled it and I thought, holy crap, this, this is terrible. It smelled like I didn't want to drink it and then I took a sip and it was, it was like 180. Well, I think you looked through it first. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, I thought, I thought, yeah, it's a, it's a light-colored beer. I'm so sorry, my my biases are kicking in. But um, no, I smelled it, and it smelled like like Budweiser or something the first time. And then I tasted it; it was like completely off. It was completely misleading. So, but it's it's awesome. And I didn't get the Budweiser thing. I got juicy fruit gum and um, a bowl of overripe fruit right. from it. Yeah. Well, my first impression did it shock me. I, you know, jumped back in my seat because I thought, yeah. it was a, I thought it was a Pilsner because, you know, it's certainly Pilsner color. Mm -hmm. and I was expecting a lager and none of that at all. I don't even know what the hell it is. Yeah. Okay. Is, uh, I think it's... I think we need to research If it's this. not a Cezanne, yeah. it's, it's damn close. Yeah. That, that, that was kind of the first thing I thought was maybe this is a Cezanne that I should have had originally instead yeah. of the uh, Pilsner-y pale nasty that I originally had. Yeah. So, it actually almost tastes like fruit juice. I mean, it's that. No, it is. It is the perfect breakfast beer. You can put this over your Wheaties, um, and it would go really well. well this I would be a good shower beer in the morning. 
So for shower beer guys and Twitter, who is it, Twitter shower beer guys? Yeah, the Twitter shower beer guys. Yeah, I will let them know that swell is probably what you want to have. And I was just going to say that in the such, morning. such an appropriately named beer because it tastes like a bunch of different things just thrown into a bucket and fed to us. And I'm okay with it, but I don't know that I'm going to have a second. It's just, you know, it's too sweet. They should serve it in a little trough so you can... Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I'm going to say it's unique for sure. I don't think I've ever had anything along the lines of this. Yes, it is It is delicious. I, yeah, I, I think we're all kind of taken aback. By yeah. that. It is categorized uh, as a fruit-slash-vegetable beer. Oh, so That's healthy. all it says. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you this is healthy. Beer. There we go. I'm having another. I take it back. I'll be drinking these for the rest of the day. <laughs> I don't have time for kale today. I'll be drinking swill. <laughs> <laughs> There's something here every day. <laughs> anyway, so um, I'm, I'm trying to research this beer, and I just okay. went to the Ten Barrel Brewing website. And one of my favorite things is when you go to an alcohol places website and it asks you your age. Every single time. My choices are: I am 21 or older. I am not 21 or older. I am not 21, but I have a good fake ID. Or I'm a brewery <laughs> owner with no game trying to steal your ideas. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's so much better done than the shoots, which asks you for your your the input, your age, day, month, year, which would be fine once, right? But every time I go to their page, I got to put it on. I'm like on my phone, fumbling through the numbers, trying to get it right. I'm like, can't you just remember me? Can't you just have like a login? Like, let's, let me register as a user and just let me sign in quietly every time instead of going through this little dance we got to do. It's well, a yeah. rattler. That makes sense. It's a what? A rattler. R-A-D-L-E-R, which is a... Fruit juice and beer. It's an American sour with multiple layers of citrus. Uh, Tamara actually had a rattler from Vancouver when we were up there last time. It was uh, with grapefruit. It was really good. Oh, really that sweet. would be delicious. That's actually, I think I brought up Shandy last time. Um, but, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very similar to that. And Shandy, I think they use uh, like lemon, 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 lemon. Right. 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 There's one out of Texas that's real big. Does anybody know the name of that? The Lone Star Rattler. It's a, mm. I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 The Lone Star is kind of known for their Lone Star beer, but also their Bach. What was, yeah. the, what was the fruity one we did on the last episode, the one we lost? The uh, last episode the, nine? The, that was a Cherry, cherry yeah, Sam, yeah, Sam Adams. Adams oh, cherry. Sam Adams. Yes. That's the cherry, cherry over week. kind of our lost same, episode. Same reaction I, I had to that, which was I didn't think I was going to like that. Same exact same reaction. when I, Then when I tasted it, and the, the cherry taste was in there. It kind of, kind of surprised me a little bit. Well, usually when I see the word ale, I'm like, okay, I'm safe. I don't see Pilsner Lager or anything like that. Yeah. I see Pale. It's either going to be something I will probably drink all of, but when won't send back like right. I did at Cascade. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which I think she still charged me for it, even though I sent it back. Um, and I just, I, I'm usually probably going to like it. I, Didn't we find like her on Facebook? We did find her on Facebook. We should ask her about oh, that. God, no. That was like a little stalker, stalker type moment, online that stalking. Was, that was. No, that was I was creepy. just curious. I wasn't, wasn't, that was me that did that. Yeah, I was, was only doing it just out of curiosity to see how easy it would be to find this person because we knew her first name. We knew no, she her friend faces made it stalkers' jobs so much easier. They don't have to be in the rain outside their window at night. I know, it's, it's kind of scary. It's scary that I could, we could get her first name and where she works and use Facebook and find her. And then probably find out what events she's going to. Check yeah, yeah, when yeah. it's, yeah. it's going to go really good. be sunny or nice weather and you can yeah. go. You don't have to worry about bad yeah. weather. 
Soccering is so much easier now. Yeah. But we, we were talking about that. We were talking about that privately, and I was, that's when I did that. I thought, geez, I wonder if I could find her. I, did, I didn't even think about how creepy that seemed. I was just yeah. like, it was 100% innocent. I just creepy comes natural to you. Is that? I guess maybe that's maybe that's in my uh, personality, but. You are an IT guy. I, I grabbed the URL, pasted it into that discussion, and said, hey, look who it is. And you guys are both like, wow, that's really creepy. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I wasn't meaning we should, you know, is, 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 is that natural for IT people to be creepy? Because I was yesterday browsing to the internet traffic because I, I had a root kit installed on my network and I had to track down where it came from. And I was looking through everybody else's traffic. Mm -hmm. And I noticed, man, with the soccer games on this week, I was looking at like all these users that were using like 10 gigabytes of traffic each day, yeah. watching videos. Can't you guys sit in the same office, like you know, serve a little bit of the bandwidth? Why pretend we're at work doing work? Yeah. <laughs> well, because if they each do it, they can pretend that they're at work doing work. I didn't call anybody out on it, and I did. I did find my root kit and, and, and nailed it down. But uh, I thought, you know, sometimes being a little creepy pays off. You know, yeah. that's part of my job to be creepy. And speaking speaking of creepy, you know, I also noticed that my favorite bartender from the Green Dragon has left the Green Dragon. I hope I have nothing to do with that, but I noticed on their Facebook page that he was uh, leaving the, the company. Guy, the guy who chased you down. Yes. The guy, yeah, the guy who chased you down. Well, that's what he gets. Sorry. <laughs> I actually went down there last weekend. Let that be a lesson to you, bartenders of the world. When Mike wants to walk out with a glass, let it in. <laughs> This kid with the scale of notice what the story was. Uh, if he's ever listened to any of our podcasts, he'll remember the Portland uh, episode where, uh, yeah. or the after Portland episode where we discussed me trying to, well, you know, I was peer yeah. pressured, you know, but I'm, gonna, I'm weak oh, at heart. Peer pressured. Let's Somebody suggests to me that, Mike, you should try to walk out of here with the beer. like. And then I had earlier in the day had somebody, <laughs> Jeff Miller, tell me that it was perfectly legal to walk open container in, in Portland, which I didn't believe to be true, but I thought. Jeff and Jeff, they're saying it's okay, so I tried. I We're taking over the world, you know. Yeah, the rule Jeff. is, if it's coming from a Jeff, don't believe Are it. you 12? <laughs> really? Peer pressure? Your excuse was peer pressure? What other excuse would I have? <laughs> that he is also, an excuse for a lot. He also got him to start smoking on that trip, so, you know. Right. <laughs> smoking pole. <laughs> Well, we did see some poles, but they were none of them were smoking. Yes, yeah. this is very true. <laughs> they were usually pretty wet by being rubbed upon. By, yeah. so, God, okay. but, so we know our favorite bartender from the Green Dragon no longer works here. And I, I honestly didn't have a problem. I, I like the guy, but uh, you know, it was my own asshole move. So we don't know if uh, over at Cascade if she's still working there. I would like to know why she would charge somebody for a drink you send back. That doesn't make any sense. That was pretty rude. That's not customer service forward. Yeah. She did not like us. Well, she didn't like me especially. Mm -hmm. I sent back one of their beers. It was that bad. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Was it just? It wasn't the style, right? Because we had a sour recently that was very good, and we've been drinking some more yes, sour and I beers. Yes, I think if I had had maybe a different, I think I tried like their straight sour. It didn't have any like fruity anything. It didn't have any kind of flavoring. It was just beer, but really, really goddamn sour. Mm -hmm. And I generally like sour things. Right. I like sour candies. I like sour a lot of things. But this, it just, it, it assaulted my palate. Like, oh. Yeah. I just remember it having no. You passed it over to me. I took a sip, and it had no character to it. I mean, there's just nothing. Yeah, it was. It was just. What was that? Do you remember what it was? Yeah, no idea now. Yeah. I, I probably. I think I have it on uh, tapped, yeah. but yeah. Uh, which I failed to use tapped in so long. Oh, uh, never mind. Me. I should tap this beer. You should tap this beer. Yeah. <laughs> We're all tapped. So on a weird thing, I actually. We should have a beer plus three tapped by yeah. after my last uh, guest appearance on. Uh, 
on Beer Plus 3, I discovered I apparently sound like Jesse Eisenberger. Eisenberger? Yes, uh, from Social <laughs> Network. I was going to say, uh, not the guy from Social Network, but his estranged cousin. Yeah, has the Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Um, it's a fast food I restaurant. Specifically, I don't know in general because I've actually never watched the social network, but in um, Now it's You not See that Me, good. Yeah. movie Now You See Me, I was we just watched it like a week before I actually listened to the podcast. It was on HBO or something. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, why do I sound so weird? Who do I sound like? Who am I sound like? Just who, who listens to their voice recorded a lot? Yeah. I usually actively avoid listening to my voice recorded. Constantly. Yeah. I constantly do it. Yeah. Well, now. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was weird, the first time I listened to your guys' podcast, it took me the first five minutes to figure out who each of you were, because you sounded different recorded than you oh, do live. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Because if I sound like, I've been like really conscious since we started this, yeah. and like even outside, like how I act and when I, it, I just yeah. can't. Well, you are the public, public face for Beer Plus, so I hope you're being right. behaved. Oh, I <laughs> behaved really. Not this you, guy sir. coming from our first podcast talking about his ass for two hours. And the second podcast too. That got us that. off to a good start. I, I think that was a. You know, that's where all of our topic. fans just kind of like picked up on everything. We yeah. certainly slammed that champagne glass against that boat several times on that podcast. So. <laughs> well, you know, if we're gonna like start talking about asses and whatnot, you know, I'm gonna bring up my daughter, who you know, I like to think she has. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was what? the worst. Wow. Segway in the I history. Am, I, I think that may be record setting. We have to take away his Seg Master title. Yes. I, think um, that was... I don't know what card I should take away. Your parent card, your Beer Plus 3 card, or your Segway card. Or just all three. Maybe I should just be shackled and as take it out. As long as the story he's about to tell is not about the ice cream dinner thing still going on, <laughs> then we're no. okay. No, I think okay. we'll be okay. okay. Yeah. No, it's all been good since then. I, you know, okay. Every now and then you just got to put the road right. You know, you just got to course correct, and then from that point on, everything's going to go fine. Course no. correct. Wow, that sounds really insidious. As a parent, I like to course correct my children every chance I get. Yes. Well, I don't have any well, issues with my kids. Well, keep running into the wall... <laughs> just grab them by their head and just kind of twist them. Well, this, in the instance I was going to bring up, I wanted to grab somebody else by their head and like kind of direct them because recently we were out in public and my daughter is now 12, about to be 13, and she's starting to blossom. I don't know if that's the correct way to put it. Yes. Trying to be a little. Well, sensitive. I suppose if we were Victorian gentlemen <laughs> sitting around the parlor, certainly. Well, she's becoming a lady. She is becoming a lady. So. Um, you know, we're leaving. I don't know why we're at Taco Bell. We needed a quick meal. We we're on the way back from Seattle, so we stopped, you know, in uh, Marysville. Is this one of your stoner yeah. meals that you've mentioned before? No, the, the stoner meal is at Jack in the Box. Oh, and if we want to right, talk about yeah. stoner meal, we can go into that. Yeah, but uh, I'm coming out of the bathroom having finished eating, and, and she's standing there waiting for me. There's two creepy dudes that have got to be late 20s, early 30s, just gawking at her, their jaw hanging open. Oh. What the fuck? Oh, no, no, My, no. My little girl. Like, My little, you, you how, give old, how old are these guys, roughly? I mean, well, late 20s, early 30s. Oh. And I'm like, dude, come. This... Slack, jawed, and creepy. And it kind of brought me back to, like, I remember you guys discussing. Where were that... you again? Not to. In, Mary, Marysville. Uh, well, there's a problem. Oh, mm -hmm. close to Everett. Good. <laughs> Beers for everybody. I'll be right back. Could, could very well be. But I'm coming out, and, and they're slack-jawed, and they have that creepy dead-eye stare, and, and, and the drool's oh. coming out of the corner of their mouth, well, not fi figuratively, not really, right. but right. what? This is not appropriate. I, I, I've been in that situation, too, and um, 
the feeling you get is really, really unpleasant. I mean, I know, I know this is not something Jeff, you know, Nikita's a darling, but she's not quite, you know, she's he's got another t five, six years to wait. Yeah. Um, but man, this is the first time I've kind of had to confront it. There's been a couple times in the past where Nicole has told me, she goes, you know, I thought the guys were looking at me, and then I realized they were looking at Liliana. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. So what did you, I mean, did you just oh, grab I, him yeah. and leave? Or? Well, I, I walked over yeah. and I grabbed him by the scuff of his shirt. <laughs> and then I woke up from my daydream. So okay. I, you know, I, while I wanted to do that, and you, no, and you know that no. I've got a little bit of a temper on me, you know. You, no. You, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, you know, while their gaze was inappropriate, they weren't, you know, they're just pedophilias, you know. But it's still... They're I, not pedorats. I've had guys do that to Alex at um, GameStop. For some reason, that seems to be the place. And I'll, I'll, Well, because they're not used to seeing girls. I think so, actually. That's, it's not even, that's not even a joke. That um, I, A lot of guys, I go in there sometimes, and I oftentimes look at some of the guys my age, and I look at them and I think, you're not married... You've got, it's like, you're what I could have been if I had not met Leanne. So I try, I look at them and she I try. She pulled you out of the pool. I try to resist <laughs> the urge to be judgmental and to look at them. And, and, but yeah, I've had a number of them come up and start up these conversations with Alex. And this was years ago, like when she was like 13, the, 14 and years that's, old. That's what my my wife was telling me. She says, it's not the, the looks you got to necessarily be worried about. It's the guys yeah. that can try to, she goes, it's really tough be a young woman and I was never a young woman to know but she says you, you gotta be because you're gonna have guys that are gonna try to bend and twist and they're gonna yeah. start engaging and talking yeah. so staring is not necessarily the bad thing it's you know, obviously wait. creepy yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it's yeah. wait until they they start trying to introduce situations that they can take advantage of and it's yeah. like oh yeah, God, yeah 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 I had one instance where the guy um, he um, he, I think she, he thought she was alone because she was across the store. Uh -huh. And as I approached... Thank you, thank you. You know, the conversation had been, you know, they, I think it was like talking about Zelda. Yeah. And it was just, it was a little too engaged. It's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be one of those um, knee-jerk types of parents who sees not, a grown-up talking to my kid and think, oh, something, you know, this has to stop. But it was a little too... I don't know what the right word is for it. It was a little too intense. It was like he was really into talking to her. It wasn't and about the game. It was about it was continuing the conversation. And I got this weird sort of feeling. <clears throat> that's this weird nervous energy where I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna. I need to get her and get out of here because I will actually physically. I'll do something here that I don't need to do." So right. it's like I went up to her and said, "Hey, we gotta go." Let's just break the thing up. And he's like, oh, okay. And they, no, he's I, trying I, to talk to her still. And it's like, nope, dude, we're gone. Just to interject, I have not heard most of this conversation because I went to go get the beer, which is the uh, Dayglow IPA from Elysian. I feel mm. my insides um, getting brighter. I know, I know. And she had me try the Silver City. Well, yeah. she was like forced it upon me. Yeah. Um, you poor suffering man. I poor man. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here for you, gentlemen. <laughs> but... Uh, um, I just want to. I'm wondering if either of you have talked to your children about. That. Uh, you know, we've we've. I've brought it up with her, but we haven't really gone in depth because it's hard for me to know. Not sex. In no, general, no, no, not. But the, like the, guys the, hitting the, on her and when the, the, the sex, the, the sex talk. Of course, we've covered. Uh, you know. Yeah, we did cover a couple of times, yeah. a couple of different. Episodes. But uh, 
uh, you know, the, this one's really a challenge for me because I don't really have any, I've got zero perspective on what it's like to be a young lady. So I, mm-hmm. I've asked Nicole to kind of have the conversation oh, and I've, yeah, I've given Liliana a few words of advice, but I know they're not very realistic and, you know, not things that she can follow because the, the really the advice she needs to get out of this needs to be very perspective based. And, you know, I, I can tell her, Hey, look, you know, stay away. Well, I, th- I think certainly you can give her your perspective on and it. And you can give her the perspective. It's like, just because you were done looking at girls in their early teens when you were done with your mid-teens doesn't mean you don't remember what it was like being a guy, a young, horny guy fixated on a gal you're into. And you can give that perspective. It's like, it's not, a, it's not inherently a judgment. It's a, you're talking about a hormonal, hyper-focused... I mean, you, even the way you described it, those kids were not thinking. And they call them kids even though they're in their 30s. It's, you're staring at a 13-year-old, you're a child. Right. <laughs> um, you, they're not thinking. They're pure, like, bundle of hormones, which, of course, anything they did would still be inexcusable, but there's a... She needs to make sure she's going into those situations not expecting them to be rational. Right. Because they're not. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. a good point. That's that, that's certainly one I could bring up. To a lot of women actually have have a problem with this, and some you'll find that even take advantage of the fact that when a guy's hormones are engaged in such a manner, there's not a lot of brains going to <laughs> any kind of thought. It's, and, it's and, the joke of one head or the other. For me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you know, it's it's a joke that's funny because it's very true. You know, it's really hard to make rash decisions when you've Rational, got something rash or easy. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's very hard to make those decisions when you've got something pressing against the inside of your pants. <laughs> well, certainly, yeah. Teenage boys are teenage boys. Um, even exactly, they're going to be boys. awkward pretty much that entire time. Yeah, and everything they do is somewhat awkward. And, and, but you know, and you 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 just brought it up right there. Uh, teenage boys. Okay, now if these they're teenage boys, you know, maybe my reaction would have to be. I don't want to scare her away from age-appropriate boys, you know, it's certainly going to no, be fine. Not. It's, it's, you know, it's the, the guys who are guys. way too old. I mean, even even a guy that at... may or may not even know her age. Yeah, even a guy whatever, at 16 but. is going to be too old. So you got to kind of, you mm-hmm. know, I've got to explain it to her in a manner where I don't scare the crap out of her out of yeah. all guys. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Or girls, if they swing that way. But certainly you got to figure out what's age appropriate and, and anybody who's that much older than you is going to be taking advantage of the situation <clears throat> so uh, you know I, I think it's going to be and rick probably has a lot more experience you know well that's uh, my next i wanted to move on to rick to see what his i mean if somebody hit on my daughter i'd probably tackle them hold them in a mud puddle until the bubble stop well, because but my daughter's six, <laughs> six yeah. my daughter's six so but yours is I what, think 12 that's now an yours is 18 handle. yeah so, um, but I did have some experiences like that when she was younger, when she was 13 and 14. Yeah. And, um, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you're, you guys are talking... I, I can very see your daughter nuanced. being someone who can take care of herself now. Yeah, oh yeah, but back then, yeah, I don't know. Um, but she's of age right now, right? So she doesn't have to take care of herself? Let's, this, not, let's not use the term of age in reference to my daughter, okay? Well, technically she's been of age since she was 16. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, no, you guys are talking in all these sort of nuanced terms about you know how to how to properly handle this. I gave Alex the, the speech, and her early teens that basically went along the lines of "all men are pigs." <laughs> I, I don't want to do that with my daughter per se because not all men are pigs. I mean, look at Caleb. The only no, one at the table was, is not. No, well, the only one who's not the father. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably one person that probably should be a father. Yeah, that's the but. irony. He's probably the best father at the table. You know? Except I lack the desire to be one, which is yeah, a yeah. really, really important qualification. That, is, that yes. does help. Very true. Well, I mean, that's, that's much like any official you put into government, right? You don't want the heads of government 
people be people who you want what? in government. The best people are going to be the ones that want to stay away. Yeah. So, Caleb, you are the perfect father here. <laughs> I'm a great <laughs> uncle. Although, at the same time, my perspective is a little bit odd. It's like the my first boyfriend, which is just a friend, uh, was 13 years older than me. I was 16. He was in his late 20s. He wasn't taking advantage of me in any way. I knew exactly what I was doing. I pursued him. He was my older brother's best friend. It was perfectly illegal, Washington State, age of consent is 16 years old. Um, but it was something that, um, it was much later my mom learned about this and she's just like, I'm so glad I didn't know about it at the time. I would not have been able to look at either of you. Yeah. And, and it's just... Um, but you just said it wasn't a physical relationship. No, you it was. Just, oh, it was, it was. okay. Um, it was more physical than it was emotional. Oh, okay. We were, I was 16 and ready and curious, and he was there and available and, and safe. This so. this might be my own prejudice or whatever. I, I somehow don't feel that like a 16-year-old boy and a man, like a 20, 26-year-old man. 29. 29, okay, maybe that's a little much. But I, I don't see this, I wouldn't see a problem as an, as an apparent with that situation as if it was a good woman, a girl. Like well, my daughter, no. I would have an exception to. My son, for some reason, I wouldn't. And that, I don't know why. Well, because you remember just, being a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. You knew what decisions you were making when you were 16. Well, you constantly had an erection and really didn't know what to do with it. So, <laughs> except for sticking in things. So. so, 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 why would it be? And I wanted to jump to the same thing you were saying, Jeff. Was if anybody had looked on that same situation with a 16-year-old and a 29-year-old, if it was a young woman and an older man? In any case, no, nobody could say that that young woman wasn't being taken advantage of. Even though at 16, most girls know what they're doing, don't they? I would say I not, I've never been know. a 16 year old girl, so I cannot. Yeah, I wouldn't say either. age automatically makes you mature enough. I mean, everybody, you know, but there's like always a broad. I think, I think while uh, females certainly are more mature at a younger age, right? Yeah. Um, whether that's biology, whether it's part of our society, I don't know. Um, but they do seem to be. Yeah. I don't think they truly are. If I was your dad, Caleb, I'd be pissed. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you think it's appropriate if some 29-year-old is banging? I don't know son. if it's appropriate per se, but I wouldn't have yeah, but that's... as much of a problem with it as I would if it was my no, dad. Yeah, my dad would have to be paying attention, which was that's a whole different thing. <laughs> he was too busy having sex, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> But that's During the that that's the of time, I'm not sure. that's the parental <laughs> reaction that we were just talking about. It's like more emotional than it is logical. It's, highly emotional. it's extremely yeah. I mean that's why I said when the guy was talking to Alex in the, in GameStop, I, I just I had this weird reaction like holy crap! I need to get her out of here because I'm actually going to punch this guy. I'm going to do something really stupid. But the minute. funny thing is, is that you, that's your guys' perception and reaction. But you don't necessarily know. Maybe the guy's just a little weird, and yeah. that's how he talks to everybody. And, well, or, and he was a gamer, so you probably. Know, yeah. It's probably. You know, yeah. you know what the little sad kind of footnote is to this thing? We got. I remember getting back out of the car with Alex afterward, and she's like, wow, that guy was really friendly. He, he, he was really into Zelda. You know, I'm like, oh, God. I don't want to, like, Maybe tarnish really your was. image of the world as a wonderful place and everybody's... It's, but I, And I never, you know, I never did. Well, I want to tarnish that image immediately from my daughter. Because the world's not a wonderful place. She understands But there is now, wonderful though, things about it. Yeah, I wouldn't... I, I would rather thing. let her think that the creepy child molestery kind of guy who was talking to her in GameStop was right. just a really cool gamer guy than, think, you know, than to have that worry at that age that... Oh my God! Everybody's out to get me. And it's really easy to focus on the negative. But one thing I laugh about is, you know, you picked me up at about an hour ago. Mm -hmm. We got in the car. We got to a stop sign. Everybody else who needed to stop stopped. 
The light turned because the electrician who installed it did their job and it was properly programmed. We got on the freeway, people yielded appropriately. We got off the freeway, we came here, the delivery truck came on time to get her her beer. She served it to us 99.999999% of the time. Everyone does the right thing. Yeah. But we get hyper fixated on those rare times that people fuck up. <laughs> and yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, one thing I, I hate about work in a lot of situations, like if something goes wrong, all of a sudden people have to freak out and make a policy about it. No, wait. Let's <laughs> stop. Hold the fuck up. Titty sprinkles. Has this ever yeah. happened before? <laughs> yeah, has this ever happened before? No. Yes. Will it happen again? Probably not. That's the, uh, you know, I always think about that as the. As the note it's writing, overreacting. Yeah, I always think of that as the note writing impulse at work. You know, people who like to write little snarky mm-hmm. notes and hang them up. Whenever I see those, like on the fridge in the break room or on some door somewhere, I, don't have I grab them. I grab them and I throw them away. Like if it wasn't important enough for you to actually confront people who are actually doing this thing, then I don't want to see your stupid note in see, my I've, face. I've every never time. really worked in an office like that, so I don't know. I don't it, know the There's office. a weird thing. There's like certain personality types that want to put up notes yeah. for everybody. It's like they're. It's like a passive it's aggressive. Yeah. yeah, it's this weird little. I feel very. Don't ever do this. Not strong enough to actually talk to you about it because. Yeah. That would be scary. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. really ticking me off right now. It's yeah. one of the reasons the internet is... Exactly. Go ahead. No, I was about to say the exact same thing. It's like all the flame wars online. It's like, you know that if somebody were to overcharge yeah. you at the grocery store, you'd be afraid to go back. But you'll bitch about it on Facebook all day. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be afraid to go back. Yeah. No, neither would I. But, and, yeah, and now, if I forgot to uh, buy that, uh, purchase that case of beer that was underneath the cart at Costco, I wouldn't go back. No. <laughs> and I actually done that. I'm that person. I do go back. I always do. Always you go mean back. They didn't that's, catch I you? think that's the, the uh, little bit of Mexico in me. <laughs> that, that shit, if you can get away with shit in Mexico, they're like, yeah, fucking do it. Even the store would be like, yeah, you got me. Yeah. So, <laughs> even, even the people checking a receipt on the way out of Costco didn't catch that. Nope. No, because oh, they don't man. really they read do the receipts. They do such a thorough job, though. They no, they don't. They look at the yeah. first like seven items a... and they just kind of check those. Out. Okay, it must be everything. Every time I'm in Move line on. at that, I always tell Deanna, I go, I'm, I'm just going to cut out of here and go. And they're also probably thinking and... the checker certainly couldn't have missed that entire case of beer. <laughs> I also got away with uh, toilet paper, like the big fucking thing mm-hmm. of toilet paper you buy. Yeah. I got away with one of those ones. <laughs> I didn't even realize until I got in the car and I'm throwing everything in the car and I kind of hop in the seat. No, you always kind of take the receipt because it's always in your hand right. and you're kind of yeah. reading. Through and I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, that seems like passive aggressive theft. Yeah. Because what do you mean? How is that passive aggressive? <laughs> no. I've been shopping at Costco for like 20 plus years, and I've never gotten out of there once without paying for something. Yeah. But I don't try. And you're telling me of at least two instances. And I know that you don't have a regular Costco membership. No, I actually started doing, and I do this at grocery store too now, is I will, the first thing I pull up and put on is the thing down yeah, below. Yeah. It's because I've forgotten it. Completely forgotten. Uh, My memory is yeah. fucking horrible. Maybe it's all the weed I smoked and all the acid I did when I was younger. Um, <laughs> or maybe spending two years drunk probably didn't help. Um, but no, that was that's the first thing I do now. I consciously go, okay, what's below? Pull it up. Yeah. And then everything else goes and on. The I'm the asshole who is like, Oh shit, the waiter forgot to put on one of my drinks. Waiter, you forgot one of my drinks. No. I'm that guy. I just I, assume they do that on purpose. My attitude is... Happens. Oh, and, and half the time reactions. they're just like, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then they just yeah. take my card and whatever, but... It was a little pat on the ass. My attitude yeah, is... You know, he's going to give them a free one. <laughs> <laughs> I always think if it's, if it's not going to get somebody in trouble, I tend to let it go. Like if they forget to put something down... It, nobody's... You, there's no way of tracking that. They have no idea. But if somebody like at a, cat, at a till hands you a 20 when they should have handed you a 10 
I always go back and do that because mm -hmm. that person's going to get into some serious when they're yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you gave me too much change yeah, I've had or whatever. Do crazy no, shit. You guys before. are better than me. It's a good thing that I have a conscience with another. Who is an actual another entity who will tell me when to when to do the right thing? <laughs> I think you have three. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I'm never doing anything. I'm getting away with anything I can. Cops didn't see it. I didn't do it. <laughs> Boom. Pretty much it. That's that's certainly uh, certainly wow. part of uh, and that's one thing I, I learned the hard way in Mexico. Yeah. Playing uh, um, Monopoly with my wife, <laughs> Beto and Adela, and uh, I was the only one not cheating. And I oh, lost geez. like that. I mean, I lost so quickly. I'm like, how did that freaking happen? Well, that's... And then you notice that there are seven houses on one property. You're like, <laughs> wait a second. And I'm like, and I, I, I don't think my wife the whole time. I'm like, you're cheating. What the I don't, hell? You're I cheating. Don't She's think like, that's... we're all cheating. And then all they're like, yeah, of course we're cheating. <laughs> so you're like, do you have permits for that's that? Like, I can't believe you're not cheating. That's we like, thought it was funny. Well, what's funny is that the, the whole point behind Monopoly is to demonstrate. I mean, the reason that game was invented was to demonstrate the, the problems with the capitalist approach the thing so people cheating and it actually probably is sense, i yeah. know it makes it's, sense. it's much more accurate to today's uh you know business yeah. actually yeah, really cheating does. enrages me because yeah. i uh i figure if I you're gonna sit too. down to the game yeah follow fucking rules nobody's forcing you to play yeah so just play the game as it's written and Tamara just cracks her up how i'm so laid back at everything except driving and board games you're, I, I will like flip you're, over you're, you're the naive politician of Monopoly. Exactly. <laughs> like, but the Constitution should... says <laughs> you're that college student that's holding the sign. Okay, I'm gonna segue, but I'm gonna segue better than Mike did earlier. He's more like the governor from Boise. Because yeah. we were uh, we were talking nice. about uh, inappropriate staring at underage girls, which mm -hmm. actually segues perfectly to Escape from Tomorrow. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, Which does. was terrible. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I actually could not make it past 25 minutes. I tried wow. to, then I just read a synopsis. I'm like, okay, what's that? It's like, no, I'm glad I stopped. <laughs> yeah. That was awful. Yeah, it, it's a horrendous film that uh, the only redeeming thing about it is they actually got away with filming in Disneyland for free. Yeah, it's really the only filming. redeeming thing about it. But I, Disney World. I, I think, I, and I don't know about Kayla, but I, and I, I know that Rick. Duncan Trussell Disney. over there, Rick. You guys probably all like Disneyland a little bit, but you know there is there's a. Class I love Disneyland. Don't get me wrong. I've never been. I have. There there's a classification of, of, of people out there who love Disneyland and go to the MySage webpage every day and look at the Disneyland news. They want to know what websites are closed, what restaurants are opening, how much the price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks inside Disneyland is and compare that to the... There are people who are fanatic about Disney and my, my whole uh, thing with this movie is I think this is a great piece of art, the movie, in such that it expresses how people who are huge Disneyland fans feel. It's a certain schizophrenia where you love Disneyland but there's these little things you hate. You hate that while you're there, you feel like it's just this magical environment where people become queens and kids dance and laugh, and then people get their heads knocked off on uh, rides. Uh, you know, it, it happens. It's just it's called the world, man. I mean, yes, it's the happiest place on earth, but and, and it's still just an amusement park. I thought the movie was a, a great expression artistically of how people who are huge fans of Disneyland, and you've got to be a huge fan of Disneyland to sit through that fucking so, movie. I, I'm, I'm laughing, Mike, because when I went to find a synopsis of the movie, the first one I found was actually, you know, arty film people love taking terrible movies 
and trying to find the meaning in them. And <laughs> yeah. they, they, they go into it assuming that it's an arty movie, there must be some meaning, some purpose behind it, and they, and they do their best to find it. He said, and I'm about to do that. And then he just goes in and basically just, this guy was all about the, uh, the, it being an allegory for the war on masculinity and, and this unhappy married man trapped in his, right? Life is so hard when you're, male rights guys. one of those Life is so hard when you're a married white man. Yeah, I know, isn't exactly. It? That's one of those people <laughs> trying to make that movie into a mirror of their own feelings about something, you know? Oh, what um, are you trying to say about me, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I mean, no, you got what no, you we, wanted I think we all it. do that. We want um, this dagger movies. out of my back. I'm going to, I'll tell you what <laughs> I... Yeah, but we only gave it one beer last week yeah. in the Missing Podcast. We right. missing only podcast. gave it one beer. I'm going to repeat and one that was part. your beer. I'm going like... to repeat one part of my reaction to this movie, which was, I felt like I was watching a Portlandia skit. And the Portlandia skit that it reminded me of was a as was a um, an art class skit where the teacher is going around trying to teach people how to paint subversive pictures of Ronald McDonald, <laughs> and I just felt like this is exact. And even if you look at the poster for the movie, it's it's Mickey's hand doing yeah. a sort of aggressive claw. You know, it's got blood yeah. on it. And I was just like, this is exactly this. It's like a skit, and yeah. um, it's not. And I think. Some of the visuals in the movie were kind of cool. I think he's mastered the art of doing kind of the David Lynch thing, which is too bad because the rest of I mean, everything else about the movie just sucked. It was all wasted on that. I think perfect mimicry, though, is a sign of a lack of artistic vision, not the presence oh, yeah, of oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he did True. David Lynch too well. He didn't take David Lynch and make it his own. Right. He mimicked David Lynch. Yeah. And what's really too bad is that, like, we, last time we talked about this, the first, scene, the first scene was so well done. It was like, it set up everything. Like, in, in two minutes, you had the guy getting fired. He's on vacation with his family. There's, wow, you've already got the problem. There's people in coughing at the train. And you've even got a little bit of humor with the kid people locking cough, locking him out onto the on the balcony. I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is off to a great start. And then it just kind of went off it's the rails. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. And it, once it gets to the bottom of the hill... Just keeps going into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Car after car after car. After <laughs> and, I and you know what? I don't like. I don't like art that tears down other people's art. And I. And it's like I understand Disney is like this giant corporation. They're a, a really easy target, but it's made up of individual people who have devoted their lives to doing that. And on an individual level, to make a movie where you're slamming some company. It's like completely forgetting that there are individuals working in that company who really, yeah. really love what they do and they are really trying to do their best. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want Walmart to close, really I want work. Walmart to change. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, exactly and there's right. people that really love working for Disney and they've worked their whole careers to try to get into Disney Studios to, yeah. to draw the pictures or to do things like that. And there's a reason for that because it is such a wonderful. Yeah. Apparently, a wonderful place to work. But I, my, my synopsis... Oh, okay. Can I go on? Can yeah, I no, no, go this? Yeah. My synopsis is, is, is one thing. Uh, I'm just going to go over it real quick. Uh, essentially, this movie is a Twilight Zone episode that went on way too long. It was like this Andy Kaufman skit that just keeps going until people stop laughing. <laughs> you know? But it never hits the Family Guy moment where it becomes funny again. Exactly. Yeah. It never really hits that moment to where, it, you know... And it, it would have been a great, like half hour, 20 minutes with commercials, uh, perfect <laughs> Twilight Zone episode, because I've seen episodes, I've seen Twilight Zone. Like a, and if yes. William Shatner had shown up in it at some point, you know, it's young like, William yes, Shatner. I get King on the wing! <laughs> Wife and daughter are enjoying the not Buzz Lightyear's ride. Oh, there's another not Buzz Lightyear ride. There's another not Buzz Lightyear ride. Lunch. 
We're watching them eat lunch. Yes. We are spending three minutes watching them eat lunch. This is cinematography? No, no, it's not. No, yeah. no it's not. No, it's it's a fucking horrible film. And I I don't mind I hope that gentleman makes another movie. Yeah. As long as he doesn't try to act in it, because he's not that good as an actor. I understand why he did it here, because he's the director, but that wasn't me. Huh. Um, if it's a text, you have to read it. Oh, that's right. It's, yeah, a yeah, it's been a while. Be really read it boring. anyway. Okay. Uh, unless it's... Uh, here's the passwords for our... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a translation from Google Voice. Hi, this is Nancy at Blaine Pasta. Wanted problems with one of our wrapping machines, actually with... Yo. The printer on it. Any chance somebody will give us a call, that would be great until 6. So if you would give us a call back, that would be awesome and have a great day. Bye. I just love the way that Google Translate translates all my voice notes. I like how friendly she is. Nancy sounds like no, a very nice person. Google is actually extremely accurate at that. It's just that you guys are hiring all these people from Asia. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go way off base just because he said Google Translate. Yeah. I had a situation about a month ago. This Asian gentleman from Hong Kong came in. I don't think from Hong Kong. Maybe it was Singapore. Yeah. Uh, came in. Only spoke Cantonese. And he had a problem. And we had no one there that spoke Cantonese. We have like three or four employees that speak Cantonese, but yeah. they wasn't like it was all their days off or their work nights or whatever. Yeah. And I had to use Google Translate on my phone to oh, try man. to translate what I'm saying, and it uh, it almost worked. It worked as if we <laughs> already were speaking because he spoke enough English where I kind of understood it. It was like two four-year-olds trying to have a conversation. <laughs> it was so horrible. <laughs> two four-year-olds with on Ritalin, you know, <laughs> that didn't and need this, it. This went really well until <laughs> Jeff turned the phone over to him to read something I know, and but he, he slapped no, him. He started <laughs> typing in in Cantonese and da da da. da and he, really? No, he actually just spoke, spoke into it. it. Yeah. Speak into it, and oh, then he handed yeah, it over yeah, to yeah, the other yeah. person. And da, 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 da. But it, it's Cantonese translation. He was like, "Oh, super bad. This is bad." <laughs> so he would try again, and but he kept um, because a lot of people and I see these people in, in, in whether they're speaking English or Spanish, they don't enunciate to their phones and things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you cannot enunciate and or project, the the phone is not going to understand you because it's just this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's all it is to the phone. So he was doing that. He was like, because he was upset. Yeah. And so we finally, he ended up calling his boss in California, full ordeal. Anyway, wow. I just thought the Google Translate thing was absolutely hilarious because it worked for about That's three and a half seconds as long as we're like talking about nothing at all. Well, and the, uh, Tamara and I were actually just talking about this last night. It's so hard, you know, I'm decent with Spanish. I actually have a pretty broad vocabulary, mm -hmm. but native Spanish speakers talk absurdly fast. Yes. We're not even, I mean, so I oh, talk yeah. really fast. People will be like, Caleb, can you slow the fuck down? No. <laughs> it's like, Yami, when she gets into full tilt, oh, yeah. I can't understand her when her when she's sober and her English is good. When she's starting to drink and she gets fast and her English gets worse and worse and worse, yeah. there's just no hope. Fortunately, speaking of Spanish, that as Spanish is wandering in and out of every sentence she says, yeah. I get the gist at least. But when I was teaching, I, I basically speak like a four-year-old in Spanish. I'm talking to an eight-year-old who only speaks Spanish, and we almost successfully communicate. Then I go to talk to one of their parents, and they're speaking so fast, I can't understand a word they're saying. I'm like, lento. <laughs> Let's just bring it down a moment. Yo hablo espanol poquito. That was one of my favorite lines when I lived in Mexico. It was lento, porfas, lento. 
Like slow. Oh, he's a retard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so he's stupido. First of all, if you're a gringo, yeah, it's a gato. Yeah. <laughs> and, and most second of all, one, wow, that's yeah. my, my exotic sounding Spanish name, retardo. <laughs> I just had everyone call me El Gringo. Every time they're like, Gringo? No. El Gringo. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they would laugh, and now they're friends. Because oftentimes, if you said, si, so gringo, please, and people would be like, oh, mariachi. you're one of those, and just fucking take off. But if you make them laugh, mm -hmm. yeah, you're good. Did you have a mariachi band behind you that would start playing? <laughs> that would be nice. I wish I had a smart yeah, one. Out and then you'd be like, like <laughs> it's got Bayo Sancho? No. <laughs> no. But I, Joe, and Sancho. <laughs> So, uh, what, what call qualifications can you bring to the business? I am Sun Show. I love Orgasmo. I actually watch that at least once a year. I, I have to get least. back and watch it again. I haven't seen yes. it in a couple of years. Yet another movie I have not seen. You and I are going to sit down and watch oh, yeah. that movie too. We need to find a weekend where you and I we can do. just lock yeah. ourselves in a room. I think that would be a great idea. Just, yeah. just pick a whole bunch Grease of ourselves up. You cannot <laughs> escape us, Orgasmo. He pays a meet your dude. Close enough. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a yeah. classic. Well, and anybody who's ever spent any time watching porn knows that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> oh, yes, I am liking that you. Awesome. You learned your line. <laughs> One of the things I, I loved about it, 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 it reminded me like this, there was like this weird... I can't believe we're talking about porn with Mike Gunn. I know, no kidding. I know. Um, but we all know about Mike. Well, he would porn. take over the conversation, yeah, run with it. So we need to do this. But while there it's was gone. this weird like similarity between orgasmo and porn. Like yeah. it's like ah, good enough. And then it's like you watch Ed Wood, ah, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Ed Wood obviously isn't porn. But still, it was just kind of like oh. Wow, I, I thought for sure Ed you Wood. were going to throw the Phantom Menace into that too. Oh, no, because that enough. was never good enough. <laughs> no, because they thought it was good enough, or just no one could say no to yeah. Mr. Lucas. Yeah. So. I was. Uh, I've seen one episode of the Will Wheaton Project, oh, and it's it actually fun. really I've funny. Seen every yeah. Episode. yeah. And there, there, one where he's like, you know, I like most people. I'm a fan of Star Wars. You know, from 1977 to 1999. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience like, he's like, that's awesome. My producers were sure you weren't going to get that. <laughs> like, you know, anyone who's How ever watched sci-fi gets that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. Anybody that's been, ever been on the internet, anywhere, <laughs> in relation to Star Wars gets that. Yeah. So. 1999, uh, Star Wars, uh, 1997 and uh, 1999, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. All right, now that we're done talking about porno, Mike's no, back. Mike's back. Yeah. You, you missed you it. Missed move it. on. Sorry. Yeah, it's over. stale over. now. We've we got to move on. And stale yeah. porn. Nobody likes stale no, porn. That's right. Stale <laughs> porn. If there's anything I like to talk about, Exactly. Uh, that's what he was well, just making uh, that Tell us what the last good one you've seen is. Good porn? <laughs> passable. Tell us about the last passable one. I judge porn by effective versus ineffective, not by good and bad. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, 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 there's You're not I used, looking at I a cinematography. Work at a video store. Actually, Tamara's parents just run a video store. I work at the video store. Yeah. And we actually had a guy two hours after running an adult film come back, drop it on the counter, and say, it didn't work. <laughs> and we're like, the, the tape was broken? And he said, no, it didn't work. It didn't turn me on. I want and my money back. Oh, my God. Tamara's mom, who is 
she seems so sweet and innocent and like June Cleaver at times, but she is not. And she's just like, uh, sir, we don't guarantee that you will enjoy the movie. We just guarantee the movie will play. <laughs> it's like, what? So I can't get another one? She's like, she kind of rolled her eyes. She's like, fine, go grab another one. I don't care. That's customer service for you. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, That's it didn't awesome. work. <laughs> you need to it, have them fill out a form work. like you have to at some stores. Oh, actually, another Give the reason why yeah. it didn't work, sir. What was it that you... That yeah, it but didn't... this guy had such brass tacks. <laughs> yeah. At this point, he'd be like, um, hard on failed about three and a half minutes in. Uh, the, I, the girl had hairy armpits. Of sperm. Yeah. Um, but Tamara's dad would watch every video they got in. Uh, he would do like beginning, middle, end to make sure that it worked, yeah. that everything was working right. Literally every cassette they got into the place he did this with, including all the adult films. And he was actually really glad he did one because it was this totally mainstream, ordinary, Debbie Does Dallas style film. And he's flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. And, you know, fast forward, stop, fast forward, stop. About 60% of the way through, two guys going at it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he, like, rewinds. He's like, what the hell? Movies going along. In, like, the Watched filming, the style, times. everything like that suddenly shifts. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, this other movie had gotten spliced in partway oh. along this cassette. Or, like, recorded over something. And then it went for about five minutes and then went back to the other movie. Which is long enough. Weird. That's all I really want. Five or it's long enough to... You want five minutes it's long enough to succeed or fail. Action and then go back to the other. I mean, just, just no, normal. Normal. You know, just feel normal. <laughs> just feel normal. <laughs> to, to kind of get that level. You like, got to yeah. get the level. Slap me in the face. <laughs> Take me there. I can endure five minutes. All of a sudden, it's a Debbie minutes. Gibson song. <laughs> <laughs> so your porn experiences are like 80s pop stars. Right. Nice. I like it. Much like Martika and Debbie Gibson. <laughs> no Rick Astley in the mix, apparently. No. No, okay. Never Rick Astley. Okay. It's never, ever Rick Astley. <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. A man no, no. whose voice is way that. too low for his body. <laughs> He's this tiny little blonde guy. Blonde? I thought he was ginger. He's ginger, isn't he? Gingerish, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, he's super ginger. Yeah, he's not carrot top ginger. Super ginger. No, dun, but dun, dun, I think dun. they dyed his hair back then. Because if you look at, I remember years ago, they had him on some show like as a joke. Right. As a person and who does not ginger. actively follow Rick Astley, I'm just going based on the videos. Uh, I in just the saw 80s. a shit. <laughs> so. I love Rick. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, the Thank first time you, I ever Jeff. saw a video with him. I'm like, at a game board. <laughs> Why is uh? Why is Barry White's voice coming out of that little white guy's body? Because <laughs> you know what? He's which, a medium. Which says That's a, why. Which says a lot. <laughs> which says a lot about me at nine that I'm like, that sounds like Barry White. Why at nine do you know that much about Barry White? And you're a little skinny white kid from friggin' Maybe I wish Barry White's voice would be, Actually, at that point, I was still in Mount Lake Terrace. Okay, same smell. <laughs> no, no. Mount is suburban hell. Granite Falls is meth-addled rural hell. They're both hell. Yeah. I've been to Mount. Either way, flavors of hell. Either way, they're they're levels of white trash. Yeah. Fair enough. Jeez. <laughs> Nobody. Lives hey, I'm from Skagit Valley, place. home of the white trash. Yeah, I think I'm. And he's from Aberdeen, so yeah. I was gonna yes. say, I think I might. Where have the disease started? <laughs> Patient zero is Aberdeen. <laughs> That's gotta be someplace. Why not Aberdeen? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if we you're did, known for something. Hey, hey, man, we did produce one good thing. One great band. Do um, not say Kurt Cobain to me. 
Hill Church. I don't know what that is, but it's this kind of obscure heavy metal band that got semi-famous. Yeah, they're good. I used to work at the AMPM in Aberdeen, and the um, Kurt Vanderhoof used to come come in all the yeah. time. And Kurt Vanderhoof is everyone in Aberdeen it's, it's, named Kurt? Kurt, yes. It's every like rock Rick's star and Kurt. Every, that's all you get. It's every like musician. Do they at least mix it up a little with the C and the K's, or no, they all go C's? No, it's all C's. It's all C's. It's, all C's. it's, all C's. Oh, man. it's just, it's just they actually pronounce it Corey. Yeah. Corey. 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 Yeah. yeah, they have the shortest O's on the planet. <laughs> Them in Minnesota. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're actually watching the show Fargo, and that it's is one awesome. of the, It I is. It's a really good show. Episodes. But it is one of the most addictive accents. I fall into it almost Holy. instantly. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they start doing a TV series? Yeah. On yes, I think yeah. it was. Is it Netflix or Hulu? Is it it is actually FX. Oh, it's really? an FX show. Oh, wow. And we're watching it. We're actually paying for it on Amazon Prime because never wanted to watch it that much. And yeah, you don't have to for it. <laughs> Some of us don't say yar every day. Just <laughs> yeah. say it. I generally hook my finger and then go R. Well, my, my, my biggest problem with Amazon Primes and, and the iTunes is that the quality they deliver is not as good as the torrent. They're not nearly as fast. Like, there you go with the iTunes again. <laughs> well, you know, we do have a podcast on iTunes. I love the iTunes for that reason. I know, but you sound like an 80-year-old man when you do that. <laughs> the iTunes? <laughs> anyway, the I didn't iTunes. mean to interrupt. Go ahead. At least this is a guy that calls it Pokemon. Man? Pokemon. Pokemon. He calls it Pokemon. Right. Pokemon. I was playing I play the Pokemon on the Pokemon. iTunes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the iTunes, the Pokemon, the Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry I interrupted. What was? Yeah, I don't remember where I was at. Except for the quality, the quality yeah. that you get off of an iTunes is going to be slower, and the, the video quality is not nearly as good as downloading the torrent every time. I I had heard that they had addressed that, but I, I haven't. I, I haven't checked well, it. Well, maybe I need to go back and revisit it. I think I think this is actually years. a segue, and I think Mike gets a segue card back just for this. <laughs> we are now on Stitcher. Stitcher, yes. yes. We absolutely are. Stitcher. I'm going to Duncan Trussell while these so guys explain So you're saying that advertising is now an acceptable segue? segue? Uh, yes. Okay. Just checking. Absolutely. So one could this find, is America after all. One could find our, our podcast United on States iTunes, of? SoundCloud, which is agnostic to the platform iTunes. You pretty much got to be an Apple person at some level. I did iTunes. Uh, I, I downloaded one I was on for Tamara to listen to. Using um, iTunes, but we are now on Stitcher I, as well. I think we're you not can get to the podcast, podcast listings on the Windows iTunes, can't you? Or? Yeah, no, absolutely okay. can. Okay. I, was, I was just as far as phone, because who uses computers anymore? I, I do. I do. I listen okay. to podcasts. I, we before. raise our hands. I, I was doing this at the time. Like I hand do. gestures. I still use the iTunes on the computer. I haven't used my home computer in years, other yeah. than to play Skyrim until the podcast started. Where I've got to have multiple windows open to manage all of our social media, our OkCupid's, okay our, our Tinder's, our Grinders. I love that you are going to personals and hookup sites to pimp your uh, I, I think your podcast. I, I, I like feel bad like, about it, except our numbers have maintained like this higher level since I started yeah. doing it. Like yeah. you know, it used to be like you know it would release and you get this big burst of listeners one day one day two, yeah. and it would drop off and be one listen a day, two listens a day. I, I love the image though of you at home with all these windows open. It reminds me of like the the image from old movies about like the businessman with the ticker tape coming in from the machine. It's like, you know, Look at these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would 
say using the social media, I've been able to keep those numbers uh, a little bit higher than they were. Culling, culling grinder social media is really, really stretching <laughs> the definition of social media. Well, you, you know what? And, and grinder has been the most eye-opening to me because it's kind of this facet. At one point, we talked about the films I've seen at, at Hump. Right. Have, you know, the, the gay porn will be very eye-opening to me and yeah. have it, having it be an experience. Yeah, you've never seen gay porn. Of course, I lived in San Francisco. I can't, so. I can't, I can't say never, but I've never seen. No, real. Remember, Jeff, you are among the gayest of straight men ever. <laughs> I, I, I would have, I would have to say that the gay porn I had seen in the past was probably geared to people who were more mainstream, trans gay. You know? oh, okay. Like, like, like they oh, might have chicks like a with gay, dicks a doesn't gay, count. A gay no. <laughs> Only if they're midgets. Oh, that's right. Little chicks with dicks. Hermaphrodite. So, now you go to the Asian side. It's awesome. <laughs> so, so what the grinder brought me into is it put me kind of full frontal <laughs> with this aspect of society that I'm not uh, I'm not going to say uncomfortable. My comfort level has gotten much higher in the last several weeks and I think I was comfortable enough going in. It's just I'm not familiar with it at all. Because I've seen the weirdest things on there. Like One of the weirdest things I saw was people it, it's not weird for me to see people advertise like, hey, I'm into Asian Asian chicks. Mm -hmm. and Well, here we get Asian, right. Asian boys, Hispanic boys, Latino boys, BBC Oh yes, I'm um, big back, big black cock. For those of you who are not aware, I mean, thank you. I'm yeah. lost. I'm yeah, like, was, oh, what the hell? I'm swimming around in an. So yeah. I was thinking Doctor Who. I, I know that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. I was not necessarily <laughs> completely uncomfortable. Doctor, Doctor, for. what the fuck? It was, <laughs> it was the reverse of that that I have never ever seen. Was that people advertising their social uh, limitations? Not, not not their social status. Uh, their their racial what they bring to it racially, like, hey, I'm a brown berry. Hey, little Asian boy looking for big white man. I had never even imagined that kind of thing happened because in, in, in the reality I live in, it, it's okay to ask for it. Nobody's ever going to give in to those needs, I don't think. Well, part of that is that, but it's can, very can I interject real absolutely. quick before you do? Um, I think one of the reasons is when you're dealing with men, we, we are just like that. We don't care about that thing. We want to advertise that, especially if it makes someone attractive. We're more direct. Uh, there you go. See, he, I knew he would be like, much more Dude to dude, it's like, there's no, having, as a guy who has been with both men and women, there's definitely a difference in terms of the initiating, the, the, the courtship, we'll call it, process, with guys is very different than with gals. And it's like, the idea, you know, you have these stereotypes of, hey, you know, if a gal puts out before the third date, she's probably a slut. It's probably not going to last. With dudes, it's like the other way around. It's like, if he hasn't put out by the third date, you should probably just give up and go away. It's just, yeah, not, just not a good match. <laughs> and um, one of the funny things with Grindr is more than half of the people refuse to actually put up a pic. It ends up being like this landscape or a picture of a Pokemon character. That's like, stupid. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like, I, I won't, it's like, somebody will send me a message on Grindr regardless of what I, you know, what they're looking for doesn't matter. I'm usually nine times out of ten on writer just to chat. And the nobody's really, trying to chat with me outside of you, I'll, I'll add. The <laughs> they will say yeah, I thought I'm like I, I said, which one of you is this? And I almost said, not that I actually need to ask. <laughs> but of course. they it's like so you end up having to advertise these things that you're not willing to show. It's like you're willing to be on, Nobody's asked me to on show. a hookup app. I would not be you're you're looking to show. for sex. It says in your profile you're looking for sex, but you're not going to show a picture because what you don't want to be recognized by all your straight friends who are on Grinder. This is 
And actually, a weird thing in this area especially is more than half of the people on Grindr are closeted, married, in the rest of their life, straight men. Right. Who are looking for sex on the side. Really? Well, which, which, you know, leads me to, you know, that I found very weird, but sorry, closeted, straight, married. <laughs> Whole bunch of guys out there deleting their profiles as soon as they hear uh, that. I'm actually totally fine with that because, you know what, sifting through that can be really annoying. Yeah. So you know, it, it brings to light that we're also on Grinder, we're also on Tinder. Tinder brings this other type of mail, which is not the same as the Grinder mail. And, and I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure what the difference is. Although I have to imagine that the guys who are on Tinder are, you know, maybe not. They're, they're like maybe a little more hidden. You know, they, you know, they, you know, they, they, well, they want to pretend like there's something more to it they're looking for. And I've had some interesting conversations, like on Tinder, the guys talk to me every time, they're like, hey, what's up? And I was like, is that your best lead-in? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll talk to you I, I don't care, you know, because I'm, I'm you're, here you're to lucky converse. You're like, you got a hey, usually it's just suck. So I'm, I'm confused, though. Tinder is the straight, straight uh, and you're getting know, straight. No, it's, it's not necessarily ish. straight, it's straight-ish. And, and I, I didn't recognize that it was necessarily straight. I thought it probably catered to everybody. But so it's sort of okay. The difference in the the male attention I'm getting on the Tinder is quite a bit different than on Grinder. Grinder, uh, I, I say, Caleb's the only one who's talked to me. He's the only one who's who's conversed more than twice. Usually it's like, are you horny? <laughs> yeah, because I provide you know, I think these guys want to get to the point, right? Yeah. Exactly. So they're, we're either going to have sex Although, right here, right now, online, or we're going to find a place to meet and do it yeah. anyway. So the, the guy, yeah, I talked to friends. Yeah. In terms of, and a lot of my friends have complained that you get this whole dance around on Grinder. There's Scrub and Grinder, and there's another one. The name of it just cracks me up. It's very fair focused. And am I missing uh, some Growler. <laughs> Growler. Okay. Um, and you have this whole set of guys who pretend <laughs> that they're not there to hook up. So you kind of have this dance back and forth. And I've, I've had friends be like, "It's so annoying." We both obviously want to hook up. But neither of us is willing to actually be that person who says, hey, what are you looking for? Or, hey, one uh, DTF down to fuck. And so they just end up having this awkward back and forth conversation and they both go off white. I'm like, well, yes, that's what you get for acting like nervous women at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say the, wow. the Tinder is much more like that, whereas they're, they're going to be fishing to see what you're into. But on Grindr, like anybody who's ever approached me has been like, hey, and I'm, you know, nah, I'm here to bullshit. Are you? Are we as Beer Plus Three still on either one of those? We're on both of them. Are, are we on there as Beer Plus Three? Yeah, yes. we are. Excellent. So if, if you see Beer Plus Three on Tinder and Grinder, go ahead and send us a dick pic or a whole pic. <laughs> Bring it on, wherever you want. We're going to watch, we're going to see, we're going to love. While you're at it, watch Williams Let Me Take a Whole Pick because it's really, really it's, funny. Yes. Awesome. I do love it that video. so good. It's genius. And, and, I'm a little and you'll get actually really great view into gay sex culture. What was the, uh, the it was OkCupid that we got zapped okay from? OkCupid, we kicked, got kicked off and I went back and I battled with the person going, yeah. hey, look. We're worthy. I, you know, we're not a robot. We're here. We're interested. But What's that's, the problem with us? That was my my question last time. What if... Use the word us. They don't know why we're actually on there. It could be, yeah, that we're there to promote the... Promote the podcast. But, um, you know, what if it is three guys in a podcast who are actually looking for... Who's I mean, and they're going to zap... Looking? 
I'm there to make friends. I, my wife, for one, says I'm not. <laughs> well, I know, but we have someone to take charge but of that. They don't know that. I mean, the, the idea that they zapped it because they thought... Yeah, no, exactly. That's, that was, that's well, really weird. It intended to be person or people to person or people, not yeah. organization slash group to person or people. <laughs> so I think they would probably zap if... It's not like we're eyes wide shut or something. Well, but, if, if it was like mountvernonswingers.org were to create an OKTuber profile, they would probably also zap that. Yeah. It's not intended to be an organization, it's intended okay. to be but a, maybe, an individual. Group. Maybe we're trying to play to the people who have a, a podcast fetish. You know, I don't you see what's know. wrong with that. Ooh, podcast. And, and I will say <laughs> that under the guise of the, the podcast, I have gotten multitudes more attention than I ever expected from my historical. Wow. Uh, okay, views yeah. on okay, Cupid. If only you were bisexual. Just imagine the fun you would have had off Grindr. Because all of these hits, <laughs> it's just massive. Like, you should be bisexual. It would increase your chances. So, so, you know, I mean. <laughs> hey, don't think I haven't thought of it. It, it, it. it could be that together we're much more attractive than we are alone. You know. Well. Maybe, maybe you know we're all handsome men, but together we're three times handsome. Four if I bring Caleb into it. No, probably eight if I bring Caleb into it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so for them to nice. have us give us the boot, I'm happy to be I, would, too. I, I, was, I was I was very offended, and I'm almost I almost feel like attacking the site and putting up our putting up our, our profile like once a week, just you know, yeah. and then let them shut it down. Put it As up, a person who has administered things like that, and you realize it's as simple as clicking a delete button, you really think that would annoy no. them? No. Or walking <laughs> walking down the hall, <laughs> just like no. Like, you go to like work to set up a profile, they like. It's like my six-year-old, like, when I tell her, she asks me something, I go, what do you think I'm going to say? She's going to go, no. Oh, God. I was thinking you were going to say, like, my six-year-old, when she tries to set up an OkCupid account. <laughs> I was like, please don't go there. Did That's I ever not... go through this with yes, tackling and holding so. someone in a mud puddle until the bubbles disappear? Right, right, right. Yeah. right. But your daughter, would, your, daughter, your daughter would probably much more be into the Dayglow IPA, which, you know, I... One of the Dago IPA, that was a terrible segue, but I won't forgive you because the last time <laughs> It was masterful. No, I, I no, went right along with it. It was um, a perfectly good IPA. Well, I mean, you could see through it, so it's still a problem for Rick. It was, it was the escape to tomorrow of beers for me. It was. It really? looked like it was going to be interesting, and then it just kind of didn't deliver. So oh, No, nice. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. No? See, that's funny because Escape from Tomorrow did not look like it was going to be interesting, and it delivered. Oh, I was talking <laughs> about that. <laughs> I, would, I would have to go with Caleb's assessment on it. Yeah. I first read that, and I'm like, huh, this looks awful. <laughs> And I got exactly what I expected. Well, it was funny because last, when it aired last year, it was going through the circuit, the, uh, the, the film festival circuit. Oh, that's um, uh, People were like kind of off and on about it. And some of the websites I usually read, some of them were like, wow, it's a really good movie. It's kind yeah. of interesting and yet enough. But none of them really talked about the movie. They talked about make, the making of the movie. Yeah. And not necessarily the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, should yeah, have yeah, been yeah. my telltale sign right yeah, there. But. Yeah, <laughs> it's Actually, when you see a, uh, a movie preview, especially like if you go to the Pittsburgh and you see a movie preview and you hear no dialogue, it's like porn film. Oh. It's subtitled. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't want to turn people off, you know, the, the general public off by the Americans. That yeah. Yeah. That. Like which, this guy. Hello, Segway. 
okay, 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 okay. If you're gonna jump on me for that, let me yes. make my case. Let me make um, my case. Your case holds no water. My case is. It doesn't even hold an ounce. The, when, a, when a film. Open Fredway's face right now. You know. <laughs> no, fuck him. <laughs> and his dubbed bullshit. Okay, a couple of things. It's on the that. only way. I'm like, I, I honestly, <laughs> I will say right now, there's no bad or wrong way to watch a movie. Yeah. Except his. Except his. Okay. <laughs> So, I, I'm afraid at the end, so I'm not going to fuck it. Okay. I'm just, just going to put that out there. Okay. Can I, can I at least... Make, make a um, ridiculous Darth Vader I'm, I don't like subtitles. George not because what? I don't like subtitles. Because, to me, I'm more of a visually oriented person when it comes to film. I like the visual aspect of it. And to me, I don't like that. Yes, we're on the subtitles thing. Welcome back. I, I, hold I on. Hold on. Duncan Trussell just came back. Mike. Yes, Mike just came back. And, and he's Mike like. Because you're like 18 or something, aren't you? I drink a half bottle of water on the way. I'm 37. So. You're, are you 37? I'm 37. Well, you're wow. 37. Holy crap, man. I would have guessed way, right. way younger. Yeah, the RIIPA, please. I would have guessed early 30s. Wow. Holy crap. Somebody guessed 28. Uh, a little while back. I would, if you had... I always knew how old he was, but yeah. I always just imagined him younger. If you, t if you told me late 20s, I wouldn't have questioned it. You've always been like the generation well yeah. below I have an, our generation. I'm yeah. an exer. Yeah. Ex I haven't had the life sucked out of me by children, which is part of it. <laughs> so, so which, which but, part... Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me make uh, my he's, case. He's okay. still making his I'm case very visual. I'm very visual. If you're going to... If you're going to... When you... Take a movie from one language to another, you're going to have to bastardize it one form or another. It's either audio or visual. And for me, I don't like... I don't care. <laughs> I don't like the idea of interrupting the visuals with the, with the overlaid um, subtitles. And I don't like the idea that I have to keep looking away. To, I want to I wanna experience the visual part of it. And so for me, it's better to bastardize the audio, the vocals... <laughs> the vocals of it. It's better. It's better. It's preferable to me to hear the voices in English so that I can experience the visual part of it. And to me, I've never understood the attitude that that's somehow inferior to bastardizing the visuals as, a pair, as compared to the. Or I shouldn't say bastardizing. Corrupting the visuals as compared to the. So I want to hear yeah. the other perspective, um, constructively given rather than... For those of you listening, we did. We went through yeah, this I, on I, the I, last podcast. Last week, and, and my, my thinking is when you're watching a film, it is it, the acting and uh, the... the when people are speaking their foreign language, right. therefore, their, their, their language. native language, I apologize. Yeah. When you're watching a film like that, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, when you're watching them act, they need to be speaking that language because the inflections are different. The, the way they're reacting is different. And a film is not just visual. It is not just visual. It is audio. It is all these things. And I'd rather True. have some words I have to read at the bottom of the screen because yeah. it's really not disturbing necessarily the visual, the entirety of the visual. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. I understand that it, is, it can be distracting, especially if you're not used to it. It's not just you distracting. Go, you, you, you're imposing something on the visuals. You're putting subtitles yes, that weren't there as, as opposed to sucking the soul out of that but if you went to the Louvre <laughs> exactly if you went to me, the Louvre like I said number two the active okay so if you I went to the hold on if you went to the Louvre and you went and they had decided to put Ooh. the titles Ooh. of all of the paintings yeah, on the actual show. paintings would you not be would you not look Sorry, at that and say that there's the some problem with that okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> there might be some um, uh, quote-unquote explicit material, so <laughs> just, just so you know. Um, so you're a anti-subtitles. You're pro-subtitles. You're anti-subtitles. No, no, no. no. Anti I'm anti-subtitles. Pro-subtitles. Pro yeah. So I've watched the, um, much foreign films. I would actually ask Mike and Jeff, if yeah. let's say you're watching a Japanese film. Yes. Are you familiar enough with Japanese to actually understand their inflection? Yes, yes. That's exactly. Um, really? Yeah. Yes and no. Okay. So, um, you, you get a How? Something, Have you seen? You just seen enough? I've watched okay. enough films. Okay. That, okay. I think that's that goes back because when you first start watching foreign films, especially with subtitles, and you're watching something in its native language, one one of the latest ones for me was watching uh, some uh, uh, films filmed in uh, uh, the north of Europe, Norway, Sweden, whatever, Finland. Um, it's, it's jarring because that language is so, it's, that language is, is, is so original. It's, it, it's one of the few original languages in Europe that it wasn't affected by Finnish. Um, Finnish and I think Swedish. Finnish, well. Finnish and Hungarian and Estonian are members of They're members of the, the, like the original language. Uh, yeah. They came with the Huns. Yeah. Um, but it was it was jarring, and I didn't really understand their their inflections and why they were why their reactions to one thing was, was what was what it was. Especially when you're reading the subtitles, it's like why did he react like that? And then and when you go back and rewatch it, it was like ah, it was the language that was making him react that way because our language states that why did you do that? Well, and well, and that's how we would say it in English, but in their language, it might have been. They might have started with that in, like, ah, yeah. instead of the other way around. It, so. it, a lot of that goes back to the tonality of the language. It's, I think in English, it's that the tone is not necessarily as important as what the words are. I think in a lot of foreign languages, especially, uh, particular, particularly in the Japanese phonetic languages, much like well, Japanese. Japanese is not a tonal language. It's common. No. It, it, yeah, I was. Being a tonal language, but it's not I was just gonna. Yes, like I was gonna say one, my my re rebuttal to what they're saying right now is that I'm watching Attack on Titan, oh, and Thank all you. I hear as I'm reading the subtitles, all I hear is. It's like there's no. What are you talking about? I don't understand what the. In, it's so, all the characters talk in this monotone. Seriously, speak. unless there's some subtle thing there I'm missing. Much, it's pretty much yeah. There, we don't actually put spaces between our words unless we're intentionally doing so. It is one continual sound that's simply punctuated by rising and falling noises. Right. And when we, unless you know where the emphasis naturally falls on a word, you have no way of making any sense of, wow, I'm like right front and center. You have no way of <laughs> yeah, beginning to make sense of the, of the language. English naturally puts the emphasis on the next last syllable. So does Spanish. So when you watch a something in Spanish, you're going to more naturally fall into the rhythm mm -hmm. of the language, yeah. because the rhythm is the same as ours. Japanese puts the emphasis on the first syllable of the rhythm. So where we're going to naturally hear the beginning of the end of a word, they're just starting out a word. And unless you know that, their tonalities aren't going to make any sense to you. My objection actually to... So assuming that both subtitles and dubbing went into it, Honestly, not like the 90s version of Sailor Moon where they removed all the lesbian and gay references for the American audience. <laughs> but they're going into honestly trying to translate. Subtitles will generally be more accurate to what the original text was than dubbing because dubbing has to try to match the amount of time the actors would serve a Right. And that was, that was one of the big points I was going to bring up is, is a lot of times with dubbing, the story is going to change significantly based on the fact that they're trying to 
match the words to where the, the character's lips are drawn. And this, this just goes back to anime, but, but also in film movies as, as well, they're going to try to match the dialogue based upon how the mouth is moving. And that could have huge impacts on the story and even how, how lines are delivered. Well, yeah, it's like you say the U.S. president's car in English, in order to say that in Spanish, el coche del, del presidente de los Estados Unidos. Yeah. It takes way longer. So they probably end up they just don't. saying uh, el coche del presidente, yeah. which that's a tiny thing. You get the same impression, but that's incredibly common because there is no possessive in Spanish. The only way to show possession is with dead. It is the thing yeah. of the person. Yeah. And so every possessive, and we use them constantly in English, yeah. is much longer in Spanish. So we end up with something that requires roughly a third of the amount of time to say in English as it does in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So either you have lips moving randomly after the thing is done, <laughs> or you, if you're going the other direction, the story. you yeah. squeeze it in. Yeah. I would say nine times I, out of to ten, me, it, it doesn't... ends up not mattering. But that one time out of ten, you get radical departures. Yeah. And, and, and if the director's view is really that sacred to you, why watch it with either? That's true, but then but what my my response to this, my reaction is, I have heard all my life that dubbing is by far the inferior way to to experience a film, and I have always taken exception with that. I've always looked at it and said, what difference does it make? Either way, you're ruining, you're you're altering some part of that film and bringing it over into another language, one way or the other. You're you're I honestly you're think, messing with uh, one part of it. That was less invasive, and, and oh, because yes, it is me. because Slightly like he less. said. Um, they have to almost change the entire story. Oh, let's let's. Um, if you remember, last time we discussed this, we came up to the compromise of, I would be thrilled with subtitles. Not thrilled. I would be more accepting of them, if they moved them down into a black area under the film, and didn't box. impose it over yeah, the. Yes, the uh, that would be to me. I would I would still be a little annoyed that I have to keep looking away from the visuals and interrupting my experience of the visual part of it. But at least cool. at least you've gotten rid of the. Hey, we're just going to slap logos on top, or it's logos. We're going to slap text on top. And the reason I say logo is because last time we talked about this, I compared it to when you watch a film like on TBS or something, they've got their little logo on the bottom okay, the whole time. I yeah. can't, that bothers me just as much as subtitles. I look at that and I go, I don't want to see your fucking ad on top of this movie. Yeah. I want to see what the director meant. And if you're going to bother to show this on your channel, move your logo off it or some do something with it don't put it over their vision of what this movie was supposed to be and for me if I was going to create a hierarchy I would say the bottom of the list is refusing to watch any foreign film design in your language oh, yeah. top of the list would be magically being able to speak all of these languages so you don't have to worry about stuff <laughs> and then in the middle very close to each other is the dubbing versus subtitles to me we're talking about the difference between a B plus and an A minus yeah. I think that people get really entrenched about it because they are so close. Yeah. People don't get into giant arguments about things that are diametric opposites. Yeah. It's like when you're like, is murder wrong or is murder fun? People are like, <laughs> you don't argue that. A little bit from column A, a little bit from Yeah, unless you're a sociopath, you're like, murder is wrong fun. So <laughs> when you're talking about things that are so close to each other, yeah. and they have many of the exact same flaws, it comes down to this teeny tiny little thing, yeah. which again, probably nine movies out of ten, it's not going to matter. But then that one out of ten movies, I remember having conversations because during the 90s, I, when I watched anime, I tended to watch dubbed versions. Yeah. My, uh, I had several friends who tended to watch subtitle versions, and then we would talk about okay. 
the movie and or that we talked about the show and we ended up having to stop and then discuss what the dialogue was because we realized we were discussing different dialogues because the translations are different when you go in one format versus the other right but when we talked about the overall feel of the show it didn't change right unless i mean that's assuming both of them were going into it wanting to preserve the original intent of the of the creation. Well, and then you have instances, I think Miyazaki was the example we talked about, where the no, original director... The, yes. the, well, no, the original yeah, I director I, I is in... I think animation is yeah. completely and utterly different, because I have watched Miyazaki right. films in both English and with subtitles, and they're almost virtually the same film. Okay. They are virtually, they are virtually the same because film, but I've also watched live-action films, uh, mostly from... Uh, um, Europe and some from the Middle East yeah. that I've watched the movie dubbed yeah. and then watched the movie with subtitles completely two different movies right uh, well two different stories two different I movies with completely different characters yeah well my point my point was going to be that, though that, what about what about instances yeah, where no, the exactly it's horrible dubbing yeah. where the original where the filmmaker is involved in the actual translation and he knows you know Miyazaki as an example I believe he's been involved in some of them he knows. Yes, yes. And his company, uh, uh, Studio Ghibli, yeah, yeah, um, has is, is is greatly involved. Okay, with a lot of, uh, since the uh, late nineties, I think they were greatly involved. Well, there was a, there was a, a certain point where dubbing. Japan yeah. realized that a lot of the market for what they were producing was actually in America. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, and very recently, started building with very, yeah. very recently, there was this whole movement where JRPGs, Japanese role-playing games, were, were being produced with a slant of like, hey. Let's make it more better for the English American players. And what they found was the English American players were hating those ones, so they had to turn around their marketing. Because one of the reasons they liked they it liked was the, the quirky of Japan. Right, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. A North American that's person who's going to jump on a JRPG is going to do it because they're a Japanophile, not because yeah. they want something marketed to them. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the, one of the biggest problems they found with like Final Fantasy 13 and 14. Was the fact that utterly failed almost? <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy the 14, the new uh, MMO. Yeah. It, w- w- what well, it was was the new one. Has it even come out yet? Well, and then the, yeah, then there was 12, which was the previous MMO. Right. No, but there's a new or one 11. coming up. I've been seeing previews. So, so Square yeah. Enix just kind of realized. We'll play hey, it at PAX. Don't worry Taito, about it. Square Enix, <laughs> the, the guys who are delivering Japanese content for the American realized, hey, we get need to make our games more Japanese because we're losing our Japanese audience by trying to make them American. And we're losing our American <laughs> audience because yes. it's not Japanese enough. <laughs> yeah. And let's go back to making Japanese products. Okay. And whoever Moving loves them is going to love them. Moving away from the subtitling conversation. Yeah. Speaking of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy are games I really wish I could love. But <laughs> um, I played Final Fantasy 13. It's because you're not into transvestites, I know this. It's not that inherently. They're beautiful. Inherently. I wish I wish they would just make them a movie. Or just make them a game. But Final Fantasy 13. They did make two movies and yes. Advent Children was actually. It was really good. good. It's the only way I've ever enjoyed Final Fantasy 7 actually. <laughs> Everybody raves about Final Fantasy VII. I said it's tedious, it's hard to play through, the controls are clunky, and I die repeatedly in one spot. And then I up. bought I bought the port, uh, the PC port for my wife because she really wanted to play. Because everyone online and in uh. our gaming forums, they all freaking love that game. They think it's the quintessential Final Fantasy. And she they played. They are wrong. They, <laughs> she played about forty, not even forty minutes. I think she played twenty five minutes of it and went, nah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy uh, four and five. 
I would say were. Yeah. And a lot of ways be You're talking to a guy that played the first one, the second one, and what, what's the steampunk one? Oh, you never Is that the third one or the second one? The, well, the one where the dwarves had all the steamy. That's Final Fantasy IV. We called it Final Fantasy II, but in Japan it was Final Fantasy IV. Okay, that's well, the one with Cecil the Dark Knight who becomes the yes, Paladin. Yes, that's the, the one where they the lost me completely because I really love the first Final Fantasy. Great game. And I would go back and play it today because it was so much fun. And I, I played awesome. it on my I played it on my phone. I played Final Fantasy IV recently yeah. on my phone. I love that game. And yeah. Final Fantasy V that we called Final Fantasy. That's where they lost me. I have not played Final Fantasy since then. Well, Roscoe also had the same kind of opinion when he was brewing his rye IPA that we're enjoying. Oh, this is so delicious right now. What is this? Really? This is the rye IPA. This I is came back Roscoe in right at the IPA. right moment. Wow, I, I, know, I know nothing about Final Fantasy. The, forced, but the, the, the most forced believe, uh, segue in the history of them. I believe Mike has a can opener over there that just says segue. Here's the sound of that segue. Not capital letters. I mean, I hate to say it, but when I start getting... I love how we cleaned up our podcast now that there's... Uh, Young children about three feet away. Or more accurately, it's a good thing we had other conversations. Yeah. (laughs) Earlier. Right. My my daughter, I don't clean anything. I was going to say, as long as they're not our children, it was we have to clean that. Yeah. So what is this? What is this? What is the beer that we're drinking again? We're drinking a Roscoe IPA. A rye IPA. Roscoe's rye IPA. I have really felt. Currently, I've really fell in love with rye IPAs. Yeah. I apologize. I'm a dick. I'll stop. We're drinking Roscoe's Rye IPA from North. Yeah, stop talking over him, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) You guys suck him out of the bathroom. (laughs) It's Roscoe. It's how do you spell Roscoe? Um, R O S C O. Oh, okay, okay. If I can spell it, it's fucking simple. I should add my. Welcome uh, welcome to Jeff's world where you you know we do have that running we do have the running joke in uh, this podcast where I try to mislead you on spellings of things that you know so Ross yeah in the first few episodes we were trying to spell things you were trying to type and I was giving you completely the like Sierra I was telling you C Y R. Come on, you're a dick. I don't. I know that's not useful. Yeah. Um, Nonetheless. What do you guys think of this? I like it. Um, Yeah. Rye is difficult for me because my first thought every time I drink a rye beer is always, why couldn't you have just made this into whiskey? Um, then my second thought is, no, they did a good job on this. Oh, yeah. Interestingly, I'm a huge IPA guy. It's my go-to beer. Yeah. But at Wander, their rye IPA is actually, of the types of beers I like, their stout is fine, but I don't drink stouts as a rule. Their rye IPA is actually my least favorite of their beers that are generally in my wheelhouse. I'll generally drink the Belton Blonde or I'll drink their... Um, their, what is it, the California style, that, it's basically an amber ale, um, their We Have Either Scots is really good, um, but their idea, I'm like, yeah, I'll drink that, it's not undrinkable, it's just, when I've got literally a dozen other IPA options here in Bellingham, why would I do an IPA that I'm going to like to drink on? Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I understand, but I've I've been trying IPAs. Right, IPAs. I like That's that. That's actually a very good way to put it's it. A, it's uh, a my, Ripa. Ripa. My, no, Ripa's a red IPA. Oh, It's a Ripa. IPAs, I think, are uh, <laughs> actually pretty good. I've I've liked most of the the rye IPAs that I've tried. So I've had I've liked every rye IPA that I've had. I there was a couple that I tried. 
What's that brewery that came out with Back in Black? It was supposed to be a black American. American. Uh, oh. Yes, uh, oh, American. Uh, they have a Rye IPA. It, yeah, and I American. keep trying American because I know the guy is from Bellingham. And no. he, he started at in Boundary. Yeah, at Boundary. But that should be my telltale because I don't like most of the beer from Boundary. So, yeah, uh, I should not probably go yeah. with that. But I keep trying it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I have tried also Sierra Nevada's dry, uh, Rye IPA. <laughs> um, uh, I like the uh, I, I, I know <laughs> it's like he those who can't see Jeff right now <laughs> he adjusted for about 10 well, seconds before answering the thing is is I love Sierra Nevada I love yeah, Sierra Nevada I love what they do with their beer camp I love what they do with 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 some of their beers but it, it, at times it's just like why are you guys doing this so I want to talk about Aslan Aslan? 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 We talked about Aslan last week. Aslan. Yeah. Is this a theme park? It's a theme park? If you if you have a wardrobe, <laughs> if you have a wardrobe, sign walk me up. into the wardrobe. <laughs> okay. I, I won't go to Disneyland, but I'll go to Aslan. <laughs> uh, you okay. know what? I'm kind of with him. Do, 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 do. So, um, it's the happiest place <laughs> on no. earth. You know what that song's called? What? That's exactly what that song's called. That's the last thing I think of when I hear yes, that. Yes, I know, but it's genius. Because I think of cute exactly little Disney characters called. marching along. See, but I, I imagine teddy bears. Yeah, that's yeah, we like all exactly. With, with spears and shields. So I guess it works. <laughs> so that was like the Bellingham. We have a but, brewery, right? It's called Aslan. It's kind of a newer place in the block. Yeah. Uh, and I know we've discussed it before, and if we want to go into it, we're welcome to. I've never mm. been there, so I cannot say. So a guy I worked with was there. And he went the day after his wedding, before he and his wife went off for the honeymoon. Why did he ruin that day? And he um, <laughs> he said it was sort of interesting. They um, all of the waiters have like backwards ball caps on. Uh, one no. of them. It's kind one, of a uniform, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. One of them actually <laughs> had like. Uniform. <laughs> yeah. One of them actually had like a fake scar on his arm, like he. Oh, been, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And um, he said it's. He was talking about it, and I said, so it's what you would imagine somebody who's never been to Bellingham would create if they had Bellingham beer culture described to them. And he thought for a moment, he's like, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, none of the guys who were involved in Aslan are actually from Bellingham. I think one of, like, really? one of the random... Yeah. Where are they from? Seattle? There's like a Seattle guy, there's like an East Coast guy, there's a couple of Seattle California guys. Oh. It would have went over perfectly in Seattle. Well, because Seattle's yeah. kind of full of douchebags. <laughs> That's why it would have went over perfectly. But no, it, he said it really felt like somebody was like, hey, let's make well, something that Bellingham will like, it. but let's not actually explore what people in Bellingham like before we make that assessment. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I've been there a couple of times just to pick up beer, and I, I know I have a friend, uh, Eli, who recently bought some beer just because he knew how I felt about Aslan. He was like, that may <laughs> be a little bit rebellious that towards my like Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe passively aggressively me. And I, I didn't you know, drinking it away from Aslan, like at his house where he had the growlers. Yeah. I, I had it. Well oh, that was last weekend, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know I didn't hate it. It was it, but it tasted like total dom. So why wouldn't I just drink total dom? What are you bringing to the market? Total Dom. And total no, it does not taste like total dom. I thought there. he said total dong. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have meant it tastes totally like dog. Okay. Like, no, totally I, 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 no idea. I don't want to imply because anything about your. <laughs> or twice. Okay, maybe it's just me. 
<laughs> I have not tried it once, I can assure you. <laughs> I, I totally set you up for that. I, I had to. So, I'm fine with the front and middle of that line Spears. The yeah. finish is awful. Every single time I taste it, it is skunky and green yes. and gross. That, that, that and was it what stays I with me too. for the next 10 minutes. I, I didn't drink any more of it. Yeah, well... Mm. And, and you know, having gone on, on site, you know, I think the building is really nice, and I think it's just going to take. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's just going to take. That them, maybe they'll hire a brewer who knows what they're doing. They're going to. Well, they're <laughs> going to develop towards the market right now. Like if you walk in there, right, and the, every dude's got his cap on backwards. There's no individuality, <laughs> and the waitresses are all very much the same way. Where it feels like a uniform. It feels like people trying not to wear a uniform. But definitely we're, wearing we're not a red uniform. Robin. Have you been downtown Bellingham because everyone's wearing their uniform downtown Bellingham? <laughs> yes, but they are individuals doing it. They, they are choosing to look like everyone else. Right. But nonetheless, what, one thing I, I want to I want to point out is like you go into Coulson and you see the girl. She has her glasses and she's kind of cool. She's like kind of that uh, really hipster type girl. And then you have the other girl. Who is not that? She, you can see that she's kind of that. And like, I'm a, I climb mountains. I go hiking every weekend. You know, yeah. and and yeah, and that that to me is more Bellinghamish. When you have when you have that kind of conglomeration, that, of, that dynamic where you know one waitress is allowed to wear what she is, the other waitress is allowed to wear her costume. It's the, it's the odd couple. They're doing the odd couple. It's it's Oscar the, and Felix of waitresses. Let's hope so. You look yeah. at the patrons, and you've got the guy in the suit. Neil Simon's awesome. <laughs> the guy in the shorts and tank top, the guy who never bothers to put on a shirt, the guy wearing the sandals and socks. Oh, the guy always walking down the shirt, walking down the street with his shirt in his pocket. As soon as it gets 65 degrees, he's got his shirt off in yeah. his pocket. That's yeah. Kevin, actually. Hey. Is that Kevin? No. Oh, Kevin. I couldn't Kevin imagine always. you doing that about a year oh, and a half no. ago. Kevin always. Kevin has always been one of those people. It's like, oh, it's about 50 degrees. He's Starts so right, right wing. I love the fact that he's kind of this right wing. I'll, I'll, I'll admit is he? Like, oh, oh, yeah. Kevin definitely has a right wing streak. Oh, wow. Kevin I would never. love the man. NRA, Republican, oh. anti-choice. He was, I mean, his dad is like an evangelical person. Well, if we're just going to bring wow. Kevin up on the podcast, I think we got to give him more than that. No, no we're going to bring Kevin this. on the podcast. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, yeah that's my true. my best friend. I love him dearly. We have been friends for, actually next month will be 11 years, mm-hmm. and he is an absolute great guy, and it's actually been really interesting watching over the 11 years I've known him, him finishing growing up, because he was like 22 when we met, and watching some of the vestiges of his childhood sort of fall away from his own person, and mm-hmm. he, Kevin has some very conservative ideals, but there are actually other things that Kevin, I'm like, really Kevin? You become that liberal? I suddenly feel moderate next to you. What the hell? I have to. And s- I'm like the pariah in my family for being the progressive socialist. Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. Progressive socialist. Progressive. progressive. <laughs> Sound check. No, you you are. You're fine. I don't know. You're fine. I, I'm sure I. Am uh, you are. Yeah, people across the street can pick you up right now. <laughs> you're okay. And that's what they're uh, supposed to say to me. But apparently, I'm very. Speaking of passive aggressive, um, this guy. Shut this up. Guy, on red face. Oh God, man! Give me a break! Give me a break, man! It's just—it's my one trigger. It's like the one thing that will get me. No, 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 no! no. This is stupid. Let me. Okay, let me explain this. For those of you listening to the podcast who don't know this, the uh, we lost our last episode due to technical issues, and it was really good. Everything I remember about it, it was, it was, it was really good, and I have. I have like a I have a mental hang up. This one is now the best. 
Yeah. I have a mental hang-up about losing anything I've worked on. And if it happens, it just it gets under my skin in a way that I can't even begin to... It's almost embarrassing. And I, like I told Jeff on the way here, on Tuesday and Wednesday, I kept rolling over at 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, looking at my phone to see if there were updates about whether or not we had recovered this thing. And it, was, it's, it's, it just gets to me when I lose something that I work on. Um, I've recorded music with a friend of mine who has had a little bit of a lax attitude about whether he can record over things that we've done, and we've bumped heads on more than one occasion over See, that. When it's something as creative as that. Right. Like, and that, and that exactly still, to from. this day, I but still, it still gets podcast, to me. I'm like, what did we learn from this? I know, I know. It's just, it's a, it's an automatic reaction, and I'm over it by now, but I still have, like, music that I recorded years and years and years ago that I'm still a little bit, you know, and I told you the story about yeah, when well, I was, when I was in high school, I was a I was a early computer geek programmer. I had a bunch of discs, you know, the big the big discs that we used to have back then. Yeah. I used to I used to program games on the on the TRS-80 and save them on the discs. And everybody in my grade knew that I was like the the guy who programmed games. And so we had a computer science class and our and I would have people occasionally ask me, "Can I take your discs in and play your games?" I'd say, sure, go ahead, and I would loan him my discs. And I had no concept of the backups. Yes, I know. And the teacher back then caught somebody with all of my discs playing games, and he pulled it out in class and went up, took the demagnetizer, all of my discs, gone. Years. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, I lost all years' worth of work in, like, a matter of seconds. You really need to take the... Yeah. Or otherwise eradicate your old art and move on to your new art. I don't do that your, your though. I can't. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um. I, I think that being in the past, I think in an <laughs> essential way that is the difference between an artist and a builder. Yeah. I don't. You know, Rick is describing a builder, not an artist. I think that people who are builders, architects, construction workers, things like that. You want something that's going to last. You want to be they able to look edifice. at that building every fucking day for the rest of your life and know that you built it. Maybe. I guarantee um, you that the tragically hip are paying weak kings and pretty things multitudes of times better technically yeah. this decade than they were back in Okay, but you sit down in a room with the tragically hip and you take a pair of scissors and cut up their original master tapes for those songs, I can guarantee you they're going to beat your ass within an inch of your life. Are, they're artists. They're not builders. Oh, they're not. I don't think anybody wants to see their work destroyed. Regardless of what the, the band does, I bet the production company that owns those tapes is going to freak at you. So, yeah. And I think that ultimately... Yeah, that's a different... An artist's attitude toward their work actually doesn't really matter. Ultimately, yeah. it's something you learn with dealing with artists is... One of the things you learn studying literature is that authorial intent doesn't matter. Yeah. Because people write things or produce art with all of their history, all of their culture behind them. Yeah. What they intended to create is not necessarily what they successfully created. So we preserve art not because the person who created it cares, but because it matters to us. Right. And, and I'm actually going to... Oh, I agree I'm, with I'm, that. I'm going to go back a little bit and say that I'm, I'm with Rick. I was, I was really heartbroken about it, but at the same time... I knew that I needed to have everybody keep their shit together enough to go back and record in episode 10. So I found myself in this distinct place where it's like, I've got to appease what the reality of the situation is, 
Yeah. I've got to kind of got to massage Rick a little bit and kind of bring him where I need him to be. Yeah. And, and, and... What the fuck are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> I'm getting sued. So, oh, fuck off, no. man. <laughs> so, so where I found myself in this position was is being a person that was able to not able, but I, I've got a certain skill set, right? Like. There have been some aspects of my life where I, I, you know, you learn to try to become a better communicator and put, yeah. you know, instead of being the passive-aggressive person, you kind of put everything kind of out on front and kind of learn to navigate. I, I, don't, I don't think I was being passive-aggressive, though. I was being basically just aggressive you, about I, it. You were you were, being white? No, no. There I was, was being a there bitch, was, I'll say that, but favorite, it wasn't, I wasn't being coy we about all, it. We're all talking about this, and you're like... Jeff, if you're getting too frustrated by this, I can always bring in a thumb. No, 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 no. That's, I'm like, that's wow, that wasn't passive. That's why I was no, like, stop I... ITing me, dickhead. <laughs> 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 I'm not that ignorant of how computers work. <laughs> but that said, okay, okay, Jeff, Jeff, give, given that's how you felt in reaction. I love the fact that you posted IT crowd. Yeah, oh yeah, did you try <laughs> turning it off and back on again? <laughs> Give, given that you felt his, his emotion. Oh, that was an emotional attack. And, yes. and you realized. It wasn't. Okay. You, real, you realized where I was coming from, right? The fact that you yeah. reacted in the manner that you reacted. And he had every right to be upset. But it wasn't. I, I, I right. swear to God, you guys, it wasn't an attack. It was me just having, like, the emotional kind of, like, I can't believe something I did is gone, has been lost right. to this. And that's why I was going off about Windows you're, and Google. You're, and That was what was happening internally, but yeah. you emoting to us. Yeah. Was was kind of passive, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I okay, but I never meant it as like a direct attack on either one of I, you. I, I was I, like really I, I, angry I, I about the technology. But yeah. I, would, I would say I was a little emotional at the time too. It, it was not. Yeah. It, it's, it's a manner in which I'm not. Used <laughs> and I found to it a little like condescending, so I was like, Ugh. oh, all right. No, I, I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean yeah, it right. to be like that. I was being a little bitch. No. So. It sounds like all three of you were kind of... Uh, no, we might have been, but Mike yeah, was like the whole time. Like. Well, so you, you, you were being your dudedom during this night? No, no. Dude-dum. What, what, I, what I'm trying to say is I've had experience nah. in life where you try to make a situation work where it involves more than one relationship, but multiple relationships, in, in that you, you need to navigate these things and learn how to communicate better. And then when somebody's poo-pooing, right? Like, like Rick was obviously upset. And I'll give him his due for being upset. I was very upset as well. But at the same time, I wasn't going to egg on his upsetness. I wasn't. I wasn't going to feed into that. I was going to sit. I back. was. You were going to listen. To it, but you were going to listen to it, not answer it. Oh, you're such a dick. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I love the fact you came back with the teeing me out. Yeah. <laughs> and even though I wanted to commiserate, I knew that it wasn't That's going exactly to feed. That's exactly something that I would say to somebody who knows yeah. nothing about what they're doing. All right. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, we're having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> your your guys' conversation is more important. Okay, go ahead. So what I was going to say is that, I, you know, coming from the experience I've had in, in managing multiple uh, relationships between organizations, mm -hmm. I kind of learned that there's a certain point where even though you want to express that maybe it's going to suit the overall group to not express exactly what you're thinking. And in doing so, you still manage to express what, what you're feeling. My feeling was, hey guys, you know, episode nine's in the toilet. 
I don't know what we're gonna get out of episode nine. Let's just get happy enough to do an episode ten. Let's yeah. Let, yeah. Let's manage to do an episode ten where, where we're at right now. And I did get over it, and and, 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 and I'm and fine now. You guys were all hugs and kisses, so it was great. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like if I had fed into it and expressed exactly what I was feeling at the time, I don't think it would have contributed. I you to know us. what. It, I appreciate that you had that attitude, but it would have. I was on my own little track. I would have behaved exactly as I behaved, regardless of out external influences. I just had to have my little moment of. I'm. Yeah, more or less. No, you just said I was going to behave. I was going to behave regardless of external influences. Yeah. I believe you just defined straight white male America. Right. So, 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 so. I matter. <laughs> So Caleb, Caleb, given the multiplicity of the relationships you do, I lie. You maintain. Does that speak to you in any kind of manner? The the whole kind of so pleasing, pleasing on on different ends. No, because it weirdly it doesn't. So throughout my life, regardless of what my relationship status has been, there is an essential place. Oh. Where so, so. all relationships are between two people. You may have multiple intersecting relationships, but all relationships are point A to point B. And I have my relationship with Tamara, I have my relationship with Kevin, I have my relationship with you guys, and they're all different relationships with different We're priorities. all one person, by the way. Each of you is <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are, we are on Grinder. That's right. So, um, we do better you ever had three dicks in your ass? <laughs> so, Ow. 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 No. Anyway. I hear it's possible, but no. So how? Duct tape. Lots and lots of duct tape. No, there's that VHS thing that you can the oil that you use in like cleaning uh, VHS machines apparently opens up your asshole. Oh my god. Puffers. Is it is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't I don't know. We are we are in the presence. <laughs> Those kids are out there going, wow, these guys are fucked They're up. They're ignoring us anyways, but okay. So, ultimately, any relationship, any multi-relationship yeah. is always about priorities. Yeah. So, and Tamara is always my priority. That's easy. Here. I better not forget to drive. No. Um, yes, I will be driving at some point also. I should finish mine also. As well. um, so, it, it really becomes very simple. I think things become complicated when try to believe that well one when it becomes a competition you've already lost because relationships are competitions they're relationships mm-hmm. yes. and I was talking there's an acquaintance somewhere between friend and acquaintance I guess who not booty call he is <laughs> he's married to a guy and he has a boyfriend and he works two jobs and he and his husband have two kids even just saying wow. that, I want to lose consciousness. <laughs> I'm tired this of just This is a person who loves it. to work. Yes. And I, I asked him, I said, how do you, how do you manage that out? I need to find some of his time management and bring it into my own And one of the things God. that came about when we were talking is no. he said that the key is it can't ever be a competition. If his husband approached their relationship as a competition, if he approached their relationship as a competition, his boyfriend approached it as a competition, they would all lose. Right. And relationships really aren't competitions. They're, I mean, we lose, we have a limited amount of time in any given day. 
Can you go let her know? Yeah. You want one of these? I suppose Tamara um, can drive. <laughs> can, uh, well, he and I are going to have to, but we can do the threesome. Um, uh, uh, how about that Silver City Pale? Yeah. Sure. That'd be awesome. Not, yeah, certainly not me. Not that me. Not me. I'm Although, at this point, I might actually finally have to give in as a restaurant. <laughs> what the hell you say? Um, no, I would agree 110% that uh, there should be no competition. It should not be... Uh, there should be none of that. If, if you start approaching a relationship like competition... It, there your... should be a team effort. And, and yeah. one thing that... Uh, I, I know I've said this before that I don't want to delve into my own relationship. But the, our, our, me and my wife's families are different ends of a spectrum completely. I'm going back to the spectrum because it's safe for me. Um, but, uh, uh, no, I come from, a, a, I don't know about stable, per se, um, but I come from a... You were born and raised, Burlington, the whole time. Uh, yeah, but I'm just talking about my intimate family. My right. mother, my father, and myself. Uh, no siblings. Um, and my mother and my father always had, I, healthy or not, I don't know, I can't say that it's healthy or not, but... I've always felt secure. I've, uh, I, I consider myself to be a relatively a stable individual. Uh, sure. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but nonetheless... You have I, to I, say I, sure or he will stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I will beat you to death with this microphone. Um, no, I, I've, always, I've always felt that like my parents' relationship were... They came from a, a place of being... Um, taking the world by storm. They're, they're, they're together, they have one front. A united front. A united yeah. front. Yeah. And my wife is coming from a family that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It was her mother, her father, and they both were going towards the world in different directions at different times. So, and her father had her or her father had his money, her mother has her money, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Whether that's a rich person thing or a poor person thing, I don't know. I can't say. I I've never been rich. Thing. I, think it's a, I think it's a very personal thing and, and, and within that relationship. But uh, uh, she's coming from the relationship in, in a way from that perspective, and I'm coming from the other way. And those two perspectives have kind of hit heads much of the time. Yeah. So, I don't know how your guys' relationships are, or his, but I would agree with his friend, Kayla's friend, saying, yes, you need that united front. You need to know that it's not a competition. It doesn't matter whether our daughter loves me right now more than you, or you right now more than me. It doesn't matter in the end. She should love us equally. There, there are times that Tamara has carried me, there are times that I have carried Tamara. Exactly. And when all is said and done, the, the moment either of us decide to start keeping score, we've both lost. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's really at the heart of it. And maybe there are other relationships that work really well with people keeping score. I have yet to meet that couple. Um, I've met couples who keep score, and then three years later, they're on a couple anyway. I think the, the, those couples, <laughs> like the 1% couples, do that, and it probably works for them. What, what happens, though, if, if, okay, there's you and Tamara, right, who are together and live together. Mm -hmm. And you have other parties in your relationship. But are they really in the relationship? No, they're not. But exactly. What if they want to keep what? score? Then they're done. So, yeah, I would actually. No, I think I said that earlier. When um, it was. What? Oh, do you guys watch House of Cards? 
I have seen I several haven't. episodes. So it's really fucking good. It is an incredible show. Only because of the actors, per se? No, and Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright are phenomenal. Robin Wright I'm not usually into was freaking amazing. It actually weirded me out because it's like Princess Bride, all of a sudden she's amazing. <laughs> I think she was always amazing. I just don't think she ever got a chance. Yeah, and so there's this scene in the second season of... House of Cards, where because they have an open relationship, and yeah. there's there there's specific bounds on it and whatnot. And there's oh, really? a point. House of Cards is, is based on like open relationships. No, no, no it's based it, on it's politics. A, it's a based on politics, but that comes into it. And there's a part where somebody that she has been involved with comes up and starts playing. Yeah. Starts playing. Kind of showing doing a power play. Yeah. And it's huge rip. Yeah. Frank and uh, Claire are there and I can't remember his name. He's sort of the the third is sort of forgettable. But he starts doing this power play and I think Frank he's done on purpose. Yeah. And Frank is like, really? That that to distill down what I got out of this scene is like, really? You really think you're in my league? You think she thinks about you the way she thinks about me. You think in a competition between you and me, you would actually be a contender. You have fooled yourself more than any human being has a right to fool themselves. <laughs> and she just has this look, she's kind of standing back in the background, and everything about her just says, oh my god, I am so wet right now. <laughs> she is so hot, watching her husband dress down this guy that she's been screwing for years. And it, it's, because he dares to the step. show is It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it's this count... Polyamory, I think it's called. Multiple relationships at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't it, it, isn't there an aspect where where the guy who's on the side, the side guy, shouldn't he be just as loved as the main? If you're polyamorous, yes. Yeah. But the polyamory is different from open relationship. There are people who have open relationships. It's like, yeah, we can play on the side, but we have our primary relationship, mm -hmm. and that doesn't change. And then there are people who date on the side, and the assumption is going to be is that there are multiple relationships going on. On the side. Frank and Claire do not have a polyamorous relationship. They have an open hmm. relationship. That's interesting. And so when Frank is off screwing a reporter, or she's off screwing an artist, that's them enjoying sex on the side. It has nothing to do with what their focus is. They are 100% focused on so them as a unit. That's, that's more of an open yeah. kind of that's swing. An open relationship. Thing. Swinger actually to me is a little bit different even because Swinger, I actually have a friend who he and his first wife were swingers, she passed away, um, but they would go to swinger parties, things like that, and they would as a couple hook up like swapping with another couple. Right. And that was the only context within which their relationship was open. They didn't like go outside of that context. Yes. They didn't. It, it's all very context-based. Huh. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've had friends who, you know, were up in relationships and they share completely. I've had friends who aren't up in relationships, they only play together. I've had friends who aren't up in relationships who, it's don't ask, don't tell. It's like they play with people on the side, but they don't want to hear about it. And the mm. one I actually see Weird. fail more often than the others is to play together only. Um, I would, I would yeah, think yeah, the, sure. I would think the don't ask, don't tell ones would be that's because that's okay. Well, I think I, 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 I would kind of understand it because when you are together with another person or persons, 
you can see how much that other person that you are in a relationship with is enjoying that other. Oh it's yeah. Hard to make it not a competition. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. At that point, I see that it would be and hard to make it a competition. Wow. So let's imagine. Think about your own relationship. Think about your sex drive versus your partner's sex drive. Yeah. Now think about how often one or the we other really of you. Wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. Think about how often one or the other of you might be in the mood and the other one is not. Now imagine right. trying to coordinate with a third person where both of you happen to be in the mood at the same time the person both of you are attracted to are is also in the mood and available. Sounds challenging. This is like a complicated. Yeah, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like trying to produce a podcast with three different personalities <laughs> and then adding in a random fourth who won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's oh, no there was. The there was a, <laughs> a problem with there was a, the there was a mass. There was a masterful seg into the <laughs> we're, we're end good, of the show. We're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap up Beer Plus Three. You we have to. Uh, three. We you have follow to follow us on Friendface, Twitter, iTunes. We have to announce the next, next movie too. And the next movie is Joe, which I just watched this morning, thinking we we're gonna talk about it today. Yeah. Great but movie. we didn't. I haven't um, watched it yet. Uh, we will go into that next time. Apparently, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, are we on Instagram and Flickr and, and uh, Grinder? We are on. Grindr. We are on Grinder and Tinder. We're on Grinder, Tinder. We got kicked on a kicked off of OkCupid, which um, uh, what was that random guy or which, girl that you were talking race car deified? I really race wanted. car deified. Uh, oh God, race yeah, you guys are. We love you. Me, I'm sorry. Our account got shut down. Go ahead and message me personally. Yeah. Oh, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and sign off, guys. Unfortunately, Caleb leaves Dr. Trussell. So we'll start with Rick. Um, Just say goodbye. Say good, I was gonna, okay, goodbye, Rick. <laughs> good night and God bless. This has been Mike. And we love you all. This is Jeff. And that was Beer Plus 3. Is it my imagination or do these guys actually get more and more coherent the more they drink? must be the effect of the magic that is Maggie's Pub. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora, Rick Anderson, and our very special guest, Caleb Sanders. Remember, you can find Beer Plus 3 on the iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. Good night.